I know the DJ. Do you? Welcome to episode 23 of But I Know the DJ, a podcast discussing all things DJing, music, nightlife, business, and pop culture through the unfiltered opinions of host Snacks. Give me Snacks, baby. AKA Snacks the Ripper, powered by Dope Entertainment and our sponsor, Anchor. As always, I'd like to shout out our Black-owned business of the week, Yam Jewelry, a handcrafted Astoria-based jewelry line founded by Morgan Thomas. The pieces are lovely and the kind of thing you'd want to wear every day. There are delicate gold and pearl necklaces, gold chain bracelets, and a pair of thick triangular hoops that can be spotted on Lizzo in the Good As Hell music video. Check them out at yam underscore NYC and show them some love. We now welcome our guest for today's episode. We don't know what the fuck he does, but he's here in the flesh. We welcome Blackie onto the podcast. Welcome, Blackie. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I I just want to give you props. That was a hell of a read. You like that, right? That was great, man. That wow. Was great, great read. That's like very professional. Yo. Look that- out Mikey V. He's fucking coming for you. <laughs> I actually appreciate that because I, I mean, it'll tell you, I butcher the intros all the time and like we have to edit it. And I have to do it multiple times. Like I, like, I mean, granted, yours is super short. Granted. Um, we had Malcolm Xavier, a DJ from DC who had this like long intro paragraph and I was like, like kept fucking Unless you're Apollo Creed or Muhammad Ali, keep it short and sweet. Yeah, so I appreciate that. That, that that means a lot. I mean, we we are episode twenty three, so like I've had practice, and uh, you know, compared to the first episode, my I guess uh, was enunciation and being able to flow and everything has improved. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, reads it's it, reads have, aren't an easy thing to do. Appreciate that, man. How's everything with you? How how's everything living? Ah, uh, same shit, different day, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, still trying to plow through this world, this crazy world yeah, we live yeah. in, and yeah. I refuse to use the new normal because mm. I feel like people that are using that. They're, they're accepting what's mm. going on. And mm. I don't know if you saw that. I obviously wasn't accepting mm-hmm. what was going on. I think there was a lot of holes and gaps mm-hmm. that could yep. be filled, especially in the in the industry. Um, right. You know, just it, it's just a grind, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's definitely a lot of, um, of what I want to talk to you about. Um, you know, you are a vocal person for those who don't know. Um, and, and I think that is admirable about you. You know what I mean? You say things that a lot of people don't want to say or don't I, feel comfortable I can with say it. them because I don't have my name right. on a business. Right. I can say it because they can come after me. They're not going to find me. Right. Um, it's, it's tough because people say a lot of things behind closed doors. Yeah. And then they were afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. And they're praising some of these people that they're mad at and stuff. And I'm just kind of like, we know what really is going on. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the untactful way that I say it, mm-hmm. but there's some happy medium there that it never found its voice and it kind of kind of bothered me. Mm. And so let, let, let's turn the clocks back a year and... Um, let's wind the clocks back a year. Kind of when you first heard about this virus that was coming and, and things started shutting down for, oh, let's say two weeks. You know, that's what a lot of people were thinking, just two weeks, a month max. No one's really, really worried about it. We've seen swine flu. We've seen Ebola. What were your kind of sentiments then, if you remember? Uh, this is, it's funny because obviously I like to have a good time. Yep. I'm older. I'll never get married. I'll never have <laughs> kids. Well, society tells you, make it married, have kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to. I enjoy going out, having fun. I have really bad uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. So people see me out on one of two ways. I'm either sitting in the corner, giving dirty looks, mm-hmm. or I don't stop. I'm running yeah. around, doing everything. 
Now, dealing with what happened to us, like getting shut down then, my favorite drinking days of the year are Marathon Monday and opening day for the Sox. Yeah. I was like, fuck, we're not going to have those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I felt we're going to go into it. I didn't know it was going to be the extreme that we had to deal with, like, the going on a year now. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to go until, like, late spring, early summer. Yeah. And, and in summer, it kind of opened up a little bit again. There were places like restaurants, at least, yeah. being able to do stuff, some bars and stuff, being able to do stuff. But then that, that cut off by, I think, like August. Yeah, imagine if anybody was smart enough to do some underground parties <laughs> and throw up certain <laughs> memes on their social media so certain people knew where it was. If anybody did that, they were brilliant. Yeah. And, and Justin Bieber's still not allowed anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And, and, I, and I do know, thankfully, because I'm... Did I bring you ever? No. Uh, we met for the first time like two weeks ago. I feel like we met, but... I'm, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's industry shit. I'm so bad when like yeah, yeah. night or something, doing something, like sitting down, like we're chopping it up that like that. Yeah, yeah. That means more to me than... Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I'm not... Uh, I'm kind of similar in the sense that like, you know, it's industry shit. So like, we're going to see each other or pass each other at some point. But to pretend that like, oh yeah, like that's my boy. Like, you know, we, 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 we're in... Like, I'd rather... After we have a very genuine interaction is when you know we can start being friendly for real because you know and, and in, the, in the particular night that we uh, met officially in my in my opinion um was just three four weeks ago and we were together all night we hung out all yeah. night you even got you, in the car and i was yeah, driving through you, red lights yeah you, you, <laughs> you drove me home like and, yeah. and it was it was in that last like 15 minutes where like we talked about the most random shit like yeah. like we got like randomly like not deep but like just on this crazy tangent yeah and um and it was like very genuine and then that's I, how you have to chop it up with people correct yeah absolutely absolutely and so you know that being said you being you know very personable and everything i thought you'd be a perfect person to have on the podcast as well as just your general ties into like the industry in general you know what i mean like you saying you're not tied to a business but yet in a way you're tied to many businesses right yeah you know i i get treated very well i'll yeah. put it that way i don't have true ties mm-hmm. um but for some reason Certain people and places respect me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every place that I see that you're in and like you, you know, you come in, people know who you are. You're kissing people and stuff, like making sure everyone, you know, feels your presence and is appreciated. Right. I know this past weekend you just uh, did one of your own events, um, something that you're used to doing. Um, what was that about? What was it like? Well, I, I don't call my. I'm not a promoter, right. so to speak. Uh, I never have been. Mm-hmm. I like to. I, I like to be the fun party person at times, but like I said, the other times I have to be reserved. So, you know, St. Patrick's Day coming up. I don't like St. Patrick's Day. I might go for a few drinks tomorrow just because it's not going to be amateur hour like it usually is. But I'm like, (laughs) you know, they're starting to lift the restrictions. We got to get, you know, get some stuff going, you know, but no live music until St. Patrick's Day is over. Dude, I don't like... Can we I'm, talk about how racist this is, the Irish people? <laughs> Come on, the Irish people, you can't you can't have a bagpipe player? It's 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 so I mean it's 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 on the same um line as uh you can't sit down and have a drink unless there's an appetizer or like food. You remember that stupid rule? Like well, it's, I think that's still going on. Is it I can't keep up anymore. Well here's, here's the thing is no person that was in power, no governor, nobody said all they had to say is, yeah, when people drink they like to have fun, and they might break the rules. Mm. If they have food in front of them, they're going to be eating a little. They're not going to in the live music. There's obviously the reason, but nobody would say it. No. Just say it. Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. you had to do, say it. And but say, it, but okay. even that is stupid. It, it, I agree. Yeah. But then I look at how my friends and I are, and I kind of get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. It, like, Because me, as a DJ, I'm like, oh, 
you know, it's not like the, like only DJs carry COVID. So like having a DJ or a band or whatever, and, and they're like, well, it encourages dancing. And then, it, and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Don't say that. I know like, I'm going to date myself right now, but <laughs> it was like Footloose. I was waiting for Kevin. I said that. I said that. All through the summer. I'm like, this is fucking footloose. They're we not need, letting us we play. Need the Kevin, we need a Kevin Bacon or uh, the kid that redid it, my buddy, uh, Kenny Wormwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need one of them to come in and like, you know, preach to Marty Walsh, oh, who dude. sold us out. Like I said, he was yeah, going to. I was yeah. one of the first people to say, that guy's gone. And mm. I believe Baker's next. I really Oh, you think he's going to be I think, in the same fashion? To uh, I don't know exactly what he's going to do and if it's soon, but I don't see him being our governor long term. Mm. Yeah, you. I know you recently uh, posted a video on your Instagram just specifically to Walsh. I forget if it was in direct reaction to his announcement of leaving. Yeah. Oh, I drove right down to uh, City Hall. Like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, do you want to just reiterate, kind of, just like what you were thinking, what, what what you were saying, and kind of your sentiments now after the fact, a few months or weeks after? It's tough for me to think back because I'm like, I fly and just do it, and mm -hmm. usually do it in one take. Um, yeah, just passion. Yeah. It was just. It was. It was like, hey, you. Now, COVID's real. It's not a joke. Mm -hmm. COVID's a real thing. But we live in a state, a state, especially people in Boston, that's supposed to be the mecca of technology. We have the best hospitals in the world. We have mm. all this at our fingertips. Mm. And they couldn't come up with a better plan to work. So, I mean, the service industry is one of the biggest industries in the world. And yeah. nobody talks about that. Yeah. Like millions and millions and millions of people. And you could, you could meet a lawyer that makes all this money. Good chance he was a dishwasher at a place or he mm. bartended or he was a, or a, uh, she was a waitress or something mm. like that. Like it's a grind that people learn from a young age and it sets the stage for the rest of their lives. Mm. And this got ruined. Right. Because like I said, we could have stayed open. We could have done it in the correct way, but they would not sit down with anybody to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You got Mass General, you got this. Nobody would sit down and say, hey, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do next. That stage thing, you get stage one, two, or phase one, two, three, four. Meanwhile, there's stage seven, eight, nine, ten in it. You know, it's like an uh, outline back in the day. It just starts here and it keeps going. Mm, yeah, it just, it's crazy. You mentioned the right way. What is your what is your idea of the the right way? First off, if you don't want to go out, don't go out. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I believe groups could have been bigger at tables. Um, you know, the half capacity thing, you're already social distancing, okay? So when, you, when you're messing, okay, a place has like a 50, you know, when they went to 50% capacity. Mm -hmm. The place was already at less than 50% capacity because they're following the six-foot rule. Right. Now you're taking basically 50% of, of that. that 50. So they're like with 17% maybe, if mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. That's, there's no way they're paying rent. There's no way that their staff's making money. There's no way, and it, and it trickles down. It yeah. goes, the liquor reps, the guys driving the, the, dropping the liquor off, the men and women in the warehouse doing it, 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 it trickles down, and they got it down to such a small percentage. There was, I believe, an in-between, maybe 75 to 60, 65 to 75 percent that they could have done that would have kept the lights on in a lot of these places a lot longer. But once again, they didn't want to work with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so... I know I keep a close eye on um, just other states, like, you know, through through DJs and clubs mostly and, um, you know, seeing places that are just blowing the roof off and everything while you and I kind of sit here being like, we don't know what the fuck we're going to do for St. Patrick's Day this tomorrow, whatever, whatever. What is your opinion on maybe like a, like a Texas, uh, a Georgia, a Florida that's just been... I'll, what are you doing you know, tomorrow? 
<laughs> I'll, I'll book us right now and we'll go down to Florida for the day. <laughs> it's I have, funny because the company I work for is based in Florida. I could technically have just been in Florida just working, but you know, I don't want to pay my rent here and also the no, Airbnb over there and everything like that. But and, see, it's, funny. I, it's just funny you say that. Yeah, I've been down, <laughs> I've been back and forth a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not open, open. You got to walk around, like, if you stay at a hotel, you got to wear a mask and stuff. And there's certain times in the bar, they'll be like, oh, you got to put the mask on. But other than that, the other it is open yeah. and it, it's crazy because like i said if i knew somebody that did underground parties and they had 2700 people in and out of them throughout the summer 3 days a week well not that many but you know 150 here 100 mm-hmm. and only three people trace back with covid like i said i believe covid is real right. but i believe numbers were skewed in certain ways mm-hmm. and like how many of us were asymptomatic i never see that number what is the scientific guess that we we are asymptomatic. Have you ever had it, COVID? Not that I know of. Right. I, I have a feeling I did. Mm-hmm. I've tested. I have uh, some home tests from my buddy Emilio, and I've home tested before and nothing. Mm-hmm. But I had a couple days that I just felt off for me, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But I also have a friend. I'm not going to say his name and who he is and where he is. He's a pro athlete. He's mm-hmm. under the age 30. Mm-hmm. Is he a superstar? Superstar? No. But he's people know who he is. Mm-hmm. He has a he had COVID and he had a he has a lung problem now. He might never right, right. you know play his sport again. Right. Like I said, it is real, but it's risk yeah. and reward. If you feel uncomfortable, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And, and I take care of my parents. My dad has stage four, mm-hmm. which I usually don't put out there, and I wasn't going to talk about it, but I want to kind of show where I'm coming from. And my mm-hmm. mother has onset dementia. They're, they're, my family is the most important thing to me in the world. Mm-hmm. But I sat down with them and I explained, hey. You know, I, if I can't sit still, I can't be around. So you guys got to figure out, like, you want me to try to sit still and be around? Or am I going to do what I'm going to do and still be around? And they both said, you know, they weren't scared of it. You know, they, they're, they're in their late 60s, early 70s. They weren't scared of it. So wow. it's kind of like a peace of mind, like how you, what am I thinking here? Like, like I said, it's up to you. It's your decision. It's your family's decision what's going on. And I didn't want to be selfish. That's why I made sure, Hey, are you good with it? Are you good with it? And we went from there, mm-hmm. but now they both have the vaccine and. Oh yeah. Good. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm hunting down for a vaccine. I, I, I had an opportunity to take it, but I gave it to my dad. Um, that's, you know, that's commendable. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, my dad's gone through enough. Like he, you know, lost his job. Like, so he was, um, he's worked in the hotel industry for almost the entire time he's been in the States. Um, worked his way up to management, um, and everything like that. And he was as far, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, first generation or immigrant, uh, from Central America into the States and everything, like him being a manager for like a Sheraton hotels, you know what I mean? Like he was doing pretty good and we were all super proud of him and happy for him for him. Like obviously that industry breaks down. I put that gone. in the, I put that in the nightlife and the hospitality. Yeah. yeah, it's, hospitality. yeah, 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 yeah. The, it's the service industry. Yeah, absolutely. And so they lay everybody and their mom off, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, he was like, he, the, the thing that's tough with him is like, he didn't go to high school, didn't go to college, you know, didn't go to school. He learned English kind of as he went. So like he dedicated pretty much his entire brain to that industry. So, you know, as a 50 something year old, it's very, di- it was very difficult for him to try and like, just pick up a new industry, like pick up a new job for a different industry. It's not, you know what it's I mean? not easy for anybody. It's not in- easy for anybody. No. You know what I'm saying? So he, you know has been uh 
not struggling. I mean, he's one of the most positive, nicest guys on the planet. Like, love my dad. Shout out my dad. Um, and he's been, you know, able to uh, hold it down at the crib while my mom works and, you know, finding uh, jobs to do on the house. My, my house looks completely different now kind of thing. But yeah, and then you flip that and sell that and we all move the floor. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 he, so you know, he's been able to keep busy, but... You know, I was I was like, you know what, like my dad needs to shit because he needs to be able to just like live his life and like at least like not have to worry about this all the time. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just one of those things that like it's it's me talking about that whole last like three sentences I said. I'm like, yo, like this just sucks. And it's just very uh, like depressing almost. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, kind of back to the initial question, like you're still finding ways to, you know, live the life that you're used to bring some happiness to other people. That's and I'm not I'm not a money I like I yeah. give a shit about money. Well, you're big into charities, aren't you? Yeah, I am and but the thing is people like worry about brands and this and that. My shirt's $3 mm. from a place online mm. that people buy them in bulk. Right. And then put some logo on it and right. then sell the shirt for like 400 bucks. Yeah, yeah. My jeans are from fucking Walmart mm. and like this weekend I had that party I had a black one on some girl's like oh those are nice jeans I'm like yeah they're Walmart they're $12 <laughs> you look good black and, I, and I'm looking at this kid over here and I'm like how much are your jeans he's like 275 you know what you can do with that money that's mm. more important than how you look you can have a brand on you you wear your brand you wear a brand that you're you work with mm. that's why I don't wear any logos on me ever I don't wear any sports logos because of my friends it'd be weird if I went to a Bruins game and then went out with the boys after. I have Bruins hat. It's kind of weird to mm. me. And I'm not going to wear a logo of some company and give them all this money when I could buy this for $3, buy them in bulk every color you want. Mm. And I know it's a psychopath weird thing, but that's, <laughs> I believe in brands. So I, I, friends of mine, I'll wear their gear that has logos on it. Uh, you said charities. To me, charities are so important because... I see people that have, you see people that have nothing. You see people that are in these, these places, whether it's physical, mm. whether it's financially, um, and I'm blessed. I, can, I have a good life. Um, if I can do anything to give back, and if I can do anything with my connections, like my buddies that, you know, my celebrity quote-unquote friends, I don't ask them for much, but hey, a charity's coming up. And I, but I don't back any charity. Like, if you got involved with a charity, even though we just started kicking it, mm-hmm. I'm a good judge of character. I would help you out. Um, Thank you. And, and I ask, you know, hey, can you get a stick signed? Can I get a bat signed? Right. You know, whatever. I think maybe once I asked uh, a bunch of people to do, like, a shout-out for my godson. Mm-hmm. And it was because COVID hit, he couldn't have a party. Right. Other than that, yeah. like, those are my friends. Like, I don't need shit from them. Um, you know, maybe a picture to put on Instagram so I can put it on Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and <laughs> some girl's like, hey, he's friends. And yeah, no, you got to talk to me, but I, I use my friend as, as shark bait, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But you no, know, charities, I do a lot of work with the Greg Hill Foundation. Mm. I'm actually talking to them right now to become a permanent board member. And the Greg Hill Foundation is great because they only donate to local charities. Basically what happens, say... Your house burnt down. Okay. Um, somebody calls and they nominate you to mm. be a recipient. Now, Greg Hill, who's on WEI, no offense to iHeartRadio, <laughs> uh, Greg's charity, what happens is Greg talks about what happened to that person mm. that needs the money that morning on, on, on sh- the radio. And they pledge usually about 10K. They'll match up to 10K with donations. 
Well, people call in and call in. It usually goes way past 10K. And then within two days of that, you know, them saying enough is enough. Not enough, but it's, yeah, you know, yeah. the time frame's done. They'll walk with a check for the people. Like a check. Right? They're not, like the Marathon Monday bombings. They had checks in hand. The, the families that died by that Friday had mm. checks in hand for any expenses, any instead of the Boston Strong Fund and all this other stuff. And then they worked with so many of the kids and the in the people that that needed the rehab and stuff. To mm. me, that's important. Yeah. And they take such a small percentage just to yeah, I mean, run the yeah, run it. You to need run to run it. it. Yeah, yeah. Right, but right. that's that's why I don't trust the big yeah bar stool. That's what my party the other day. Yep. Basically, we got sidetracked because. No I problem. I don't shut up. I, lo I love the sidetrack. Big, <laughs> big tangent guy. Yeah, we're gonna bring it back. You know, <laughs> that's my job. Don't you don't worry about it. Well, I'll well try there's no curve. It's just a big circle. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, my job to bring it back. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. So I was just like, hey, I want some people to have some fun. I don't give a sh like I said. I don't need to make anything. And it's yeah. funny because uh, <laughs> I I threw talking about curveball. I totally screwed with Toomey and Cam. What? Like, you, pay, like payment wise or? Oh, you! I, they they probably went back and forth and talked so much shit about me. I'll tell you what. So so I'm like, hey, Let's I want to I, I want to do something, and and so I kind of came up with this idea. My friend used to have a charity, and he's not doing it much anymore. So I came up with an idea. I want to start this charity called Giving Back Boston. Mm -hmm. Now, basically, what we would do is, I don't want to be affiliated with one charity, but I would like to do fundraisers to benefit another charity. So I picked the bar stool for the first one, yeah. bar stool fund, because let's face it, nobody in the country did yep. what those guys did. Yeah. So I said, you know, maybe we charge a ten dollar cover charge if you feel comfortable or whatever you want to donate. Um, went up to the doghouse in Woburn, yep. had a group text with the owners and the boys. Yo, he's awesome. What? Uh, what? There's Hugo and Hudson. Hugo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hudson. I have. I only met um, Hugo, but I got. A, I got. Awesome, well, dude. Hudson's like he's crazier than me. Oh, Which God. is yeah, uh, and I'll show you the plans. They're building a roof deck up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So My I God. I was up there hanging out with uh, Tumi and Cami for the Valentine's Day party they did. And I DJed a couple times. Like I, it was my first time. Are they there. a Facebook official or yet those two? <laughs> they, they they might as well be. Um, they have an Instagram account together, so that's why I feel like that's an equivalent. The jabronis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are jabronis. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, I, I love what they do, but um, you know, they they invited a lot of homies out. JoJo was there, you know. Um, JoJo came and yep. we'll, yeah, yep. I'll get to that. Yeah, and uh, I was kind of disappointed you didn't come in. I uh, oh, you don't want to go? You're too good for the suburbs. No, no, I was uh, <laughs> I no, because I went there for Valentine's. I know, and uh, and I that's where I met um Hugo, and he was super nice. Yeah, showed us the plans. It was, I mean, I was there for like nine hours. I was banged up, but um, I was I was doing um, it was uh, that was actually the anniversary of uh Breonna Taylor's murder. So I was doing some like protesting stuff in Boston, but um, I wanted to go, um, but uh. Yeah, awesome dude. Um, and that place is like really nice. I mean, I don't know much about Woburn. I've been there like once um, for reasons I won't disclose. And um, didn't don't hear too much about Woburn, but that place is nice. They did a really good job in that in that building. And we're gonna have to play a game when we re when we, this comes out next week. Anytime I swear <laughs> or name drop, have a yeah. shot, and you're gonna be yeah. fucking hammered, dude. So before we started recording, uh, Blackie's just sitting here and he's like. I feel like you're beating yourself up for not bringing a bottle of Tito's. This well, thing. this is going to all go back to Tito's. Actually, you know what? I was on Drizzly or whatever it's called. Oh, you were debating. You're, you're if, if these two are going to step up, like, I don't know what he was. The camera guy was saying that he went to IHOP next door. So he, he was smoking a lot of good shit or he was, you know, dipping, into the, dipping into the Jesus juice. 
And I know you're not going to say no to drinking. <laughs> so what's everybody want? <laughs> it's like, it would it would work so well if Drizzly didn't take like 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Because that's how long Drizzly takes, right? It's like, it's like I, uh, I've used it one time. Yeah, yeah. I, I use it when I'm like desperate. Yeah. And that might be now. Who knows? I, I mean, we could just go to the draft after if you could suck it up. Dude. Uh, Kid, kid's 26 and crying that he's tired. It's, it's, Buddy, I'm 103 and I sleep three <laughs> hours at a time. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't I just, do well. Uh, I just don't want to uh, do well. And well, the thing is because I go, like, I'm not going to lie. I go pretty hard Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. And to add another Monday to add a Wednesday, like, it's just not what I should do. So I try and stay super squeaky clean. Between Monday and Thursday, Monday to Friday, I just—it's just. Listen, man, hey, we're gonna we're gonna it, we're gonna get into that tangent because I've been kind of thinking of things I wanted to chop it up with you about. Yeah, because I think we touched on it. Yeah, that day we drove around. Yeah, yeah. By the way, this fucking thing's going all over the map. Hey, I love it. Um, we got time. So yeah, I want to do this charity that say you had a charity. Mm-hmm. So we do an event and give it back. So yeah. we did this, you know, back and forth. We we're chopping it up, and then Hugo in the text goes, "How are we gonna pay the DJs?" No. Oh. I said, you're not paying them. It's a charity. They're going to DJ. Oh, but they didn't know that. No. Oh. I don't give a fuck, man. Come on. It's a ch- that's, that's one thing that pisses me off. I understand. Yeah. We'll get into the whole drama with DJs. Cause sure, I, sure. You said, where are we going to go down the road? Yeah. And kind of got a plan that I, I kind of tossed it to Stams a little bit. Mm, but I kind of want to put it out there to anybody that wants to think about doing it. But I'm like, if you're a charity, man. I'm not getting a fucking nickel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I got a couple free bottles of Tito's. Yeah. At the end, of, I got there at like 12.30. Yeah. I left there at midnight. Yeah. And then went to a friend's party at a... Somewhere. I'm I know, sure I know, you know, I know, I know sure, where yeah. you are. I know well, where I you walked are. in, another DJ was DJing, and I looked at him. If you say my name on the microphone, <laughs> I will strangle you. <laughs> and uh, I go to, you know, they, they comped my check for the day just because I did what I did. And the waitress comes over. She's like, you had 44... Tito's and waters. 44 Tito's and waters. Trying to do some math. So In 12 hours. It's pretty good. Plus, plus shots of whatever. Yeah, whatever is yeah. added to you. Well, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't do tequila. I start fires. Legitimately, I haven't had a shot of tequila in 12 years. Wow. Uh, and, and the smell just turns my stomach now. Yeah. And no more whiskey for me. I used to, uh, I have a little bit of a temper sometimes. I've been I, getting used to, it, yeah. I got into whiskey over COVID. Like sipping it or shots of JMO. Uh, I mean, I'm a big like cocktail guy. Like girly cocktails is like my shit. I'm just like it's just the name of the game. Um, so like bartenders hate you. Well, no, I keep it simple for bartenders, especially when I'm DJing. Like I'm, I hate I hate DJs that like ask for like the most expensive liquor and then like a complicated cocktail on top of that when they're DJing because like you know we, we're usually getting it for free. You yeah. know what I mean? Can so, I get four uh, like, muddled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Okay. I ask for like, I'm like I I go to the the to the bartender or the bottle or whatever, and I'm like, give me bottom shelf vodka, like cranberry or soda or whatever. Like, just give me bottom, make it quick. Like, I love where we're going because in my brain, I told you don't ask questions because we'll go. <laughs> but I've been TikToking around and being like, you know, maybe you can explain TikTok later because I have fucking no clue what that's all about. <laughs> maybe I'm finally that. too old for something. Um, yeah. So, anyways, we you know those the boys were like, ah, and I'm like, it's a fucking charity. Yeah, and I go. So why don't we? And, and yeah, yeah. And I, I. So everybody's doing this, and people are coming in and buying booze and doing everything. Plus, they're donating, and you're sitting there to play music. I'm like, you don't have to play the whole time. You know, Cam came back said, "I'm not playing for four hours straight." I'm like, why don't you ask your boys to come? It's pretty cool. Like JoJo showed up. Yeah. Um, this other kid showed up. I forget. Um, Tall. No little guy glasses. 
Um, Tom, Tim, I don't know. He was a nice guy. Um, I don't think you'd know him. Yeah, I don't know. And then Caitlin. Caitlin. Love Caitlin. She was fucking shit cocked by the time she left. Really? Uh, <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yeah. Shout out Caitlin. Yeah, she, she, and, she's so. Oh, Caitlin yeah. is the sweetest girl. Very talented. I'm, I'm, I'm upset I missed that. I can't wait till fucking Toomey has to open for her. Dude. <laughs> Did Toomey drink? No, of course not. That fucker. No, if, if Toomey tried to drink that day, you you would never see him for another month. Right. I would have put him in a small package and gave him a noogie. <laughs> see, I'll pick, I'll pick on him fucking all day, and I shit on that kid, but got a soft spot for him. Mm-hmm. And that's, oh, Toomey's a sweet guy. Yeah, because I like to help out charities. <laughs> the thing is, every time like we're to, well we did um a podcast episode together uh, it was me stams to me and cammy sensational and we had um a bottle. i was we were, we yeah. were drinking obviously to not drinking wait I'm wait like, you had a bottle with them yeah fuck you well the cammy brought it make a deal i can come back for episode 69 perfect okay perfect marked marked absolutely a couple strippers dude at that point we can that point we're gonna have like 5k listen at that point we can do whatever the fuck we want. Well, I'm, I'm going to lose you at least 150. <laughs> this fucking asshole. Um, I, I think I've only seen Toomey drunk like once. I saw him pretty buckled one time that I had to like run away from him. <laughs> not as bad. Not as bad as. Yo, who was that kid with us that couldn't even talk? On uh, Friday? That random day at Causeway. When the we kid, met? No, yeah, the kid was hammered. <laughs> no, it was Danny. It was Cammy's roommate. Shut up. Yeah. Danny is the nicest kid in the world. And yeah, that night it was just me surrounded by like five white guys. I was just like, you know, I'm here for the. I'm ride. not really white. I'm adopted, so I don't know what the fuck I am. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah my I was adopted. I was only a month old, but. Oh no way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have you have some some color to you. If you can't can't tone it, tan it. <laughs> I go to the, I go to a tanning bed every two days. Really? Yeah. That for, actually, for, you ever seen um, Final Destination three? I think about weird shit like that. Like, yeah. what if somebody's going to come and fucking tape this thing? If I yeah, 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 yeah. Or is a f- I, I saw that movie when I was like 10. And like, I mean, granted, I don't really need a tanning bed. But like. That- Buddy, I'm tanning than you right now. Yeah, it's fucking winter. And I, like, in the summer, when I when I look like uh, I'm from Mumbai, like, then then we'll talk. I yeah. get real dark. Real, I'm, real dark. I'm not even close to what I look like. I'll see but you. I'll see you in the summer. Final destination. So when you're driving <laughs> and there's logs on the, the log, yeah, I get I, the fuck away. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get. I go to the other lane. I'm like, fuck this shit. I've seen the yo. I really like those movies because even though they're so shitty, but like that tanning bed scene was like it. It scarred me real, real bad. Yeah, you're, you're fucking killing me right now. <laughs> there goes my tanning this week. Hey. I'm, it's just I, I just like to avoid danger To be honest Like I'm afraid of heights Like I'm a, like I'm a, At the end of the day I, I'm a bitch about a, a few things yeah. Afraid of heights I don't like I don't want to fall to my death Tanning beds I don't want to burn up um, Swimming I don't mind swimming um, My number Granted my, I've never really been In the ocean like that though Really My number Not one really. bucket list Is to swim With a great white Free dive but that has to be clear ass water. See, but to think about that. I, that's I, how I know you're white, Blackie. Dude, I would. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's but I, I would never. I would never jump out of a plane. Yeah, that's. that's I don't like heights. Yeah, yeah, I don't like heights. Yeah, yeah. And there's, but there's one thing that I'm dead scared of. Now, I'm a protector. Mm. If a grizzly bear mm. walked into Brighton and came after us right now, <laughs> I would do stuff to help you. Like, guys, I got you. Like, I, yeah. I do whatever. Any animal you could think. Fucking rat. I don't care. Fucking. Mm. Scorp- I used to have pet scorpions on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a shit what it is. Cats, dogs. Yeah. 
if I see a snake that's even mm. this big, I will trip you. Run, <laughs> yeah, right. screaming like a girl. <laughs> that's yeah. I'm I'm pretty good with most animals. I'm good with snakes. Are freaky. Like I've held big snakes and all that stuff. Um, the thing that freaked me out that I didn't expect was a was a ferret. Bruh. You ever had a ferret like climb all up on you and scurry around like? Yeah, they're like my sister used to have a pet rat and they're fucking smart like those things. But the thing yeah, is, it's 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 the length of it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's like right it's around. like yeah, it's yeah. right. And I'm, it's furry. Yo, I was, it was I was at like someone's house, like it was their pet ferret, and I was freaking out. And I was like, I didn't realize how afraid of fucking ferrets I was. Harry Styles would be wearing one of those at the Grammys uh, next yeah, year. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, yeah, and another thing um, that I'm that makes no sense. Uh, I'm freaked out by ostriches. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Think, no, think about it. Think about it. A giant bird running 30 miles an hour chasing With That you. skinny fucking neck and the tail. And the fucking, talons. yeah. It's I, scary I, I as fuck. That. Yeah, it's scary as fuck. Yeah, I, but I think you're not going to really ever see an ostrich in your life as much as a fucking snake. Yeah, but everyone says that, and, I, and I, I'm always like, okay, how many, are you going to put yourself in a situation where if you're afraid of sharks, that you're going to see a shark? No, but you're still afraid of sharks. I'm not afraid of sharks, but I respect them. I mean, I'm afraid of them, yes, but I respect yeah. them. But if a shark was chasing you, you'd be freaking the fuck out. Yes or no? Oh, I. You first of all, swimming around here, you wouldn't know. You just, they're gonna hit you, and you're not gonna know. But if a shark was chasing you, you're fucked. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the chances of me running into an ostrich to be chased by it, I feel like is pretty close to you seeing a shark and being chased by it. Well, I'm gonna find an ostrich around here to zoo <laughs> you fucking and fucking bring you, dude. When I tell you, like, yeah, screaming like a girl, absolutely. Because you cannot run it. So have you seen Jumanji 2? No, I haven't seen any of the Juman the new Jumanji movies. That's the one thing. Oh, he's sports. I am the biggest fucking movie, comic book. Well, I don't collect comic books anymore. I did when I was a kid. Mm. But comic book movies, weird movies, I watch fucking everything. I, I'm pretty bad at the newer stuff, but I'm pretty good at, you know, classic stuff. Like the things that, you know, I've watched Star Wars top to bottom, Rocky top to bottom, Godfather top to bottom, like, you know, classic stuff, ONDT for watched that a million times. Like, I've, I've met a lot of people my age that haven't watched any of those movies, like, once. And I think it's, like, wild to me. It's, you gotta watch, yeah. you gotta kind of, like, respect everything. Yeah. Like, you know what I watched for the first time uh, ever? Recently, it was Casablanca. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super classic. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, yeah. Just you just kinda, gotta, you just gotta have it in your brain. Yeah, you just gotta yeah. say, hey, it's different. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big black and white mm -hmm. guy film-wise and old school stuff. I think it's yeah. corny. But I'm like, you know what? It's a classic. You got to try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stepped outside my comfort zone. You got you to gotta do that. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people. Well, one, you know, I, I like Star Wars a lot. And even just to get people to, like, watch Star Wars at all, it's like, oh, it's, like, nerdy and whatever, spacey, whatever. To get them to watch the ones from the 70s is, like, a whole nother layer because now they have to not only, like, invest in the the story and blah, 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 but also all the production value is like shit compared to what we're used to. You know what I mean? But if you can, if you say, Hey, watch something else from back then and try to find something to compare it. Exactly. At the time it was like yeah. unprecedented. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was insane. And trying to, but I, I have to always like preface it. Like, remember this is like at a time where like none of this shit was ever done. You have well, like, to, like I said, I'm old, but I don't remember. I didn't see <laughs> that in the movie theater. Mm. I did see, it was probably one of my first movies I remember seeing was return of the Jedi. That must have been insane. Yeah, it, must, it was like like probably when the first time I saw like Transformers or something. Yeah, where it was just like this, ins like your your brain couldn't like comprehend. Well, it. I was with Transformers too until Michael Bay ruined it, <laughs> getting rid of Megan Fox. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, there was like three different lead guys too within that. Yeah. You know, 
and then Mark Wahlberg just plays yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark Wahlberg plays the same <laughs> fucking character in every movie. Have you ever met him? No, nah, we won't talk about that. Yeah, I have, but <laughs> okay. Donnie Wahlberg is a hell of a Wahlberg. He he looks like a cool Donnie's Wahlberg. one of the coolest motherfuckers. Yeah. Like the epitome of cool when he walks into the room. Mm. He's fucking cool. How he yeah. walks, how he talks, how he dresses, how he addresses people. He's that kid's got it. He always has. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Wahlbergs. Um, I mean, tangents up the butt. I love it. I mean, this is a great conversation. But I do want to know a little bit more just of, of the event and. Oh, uh, so yeah. Events. So we, uh, you know, the people came and <laughs> and it, you know, we did the donations. successful event. To, to uh, it was yeah. what you wanted. I was actually a little. It was busy, mm-hmm. but I was a little disappointed. And I understand times are tough and stuff. But I see tables ripping like 20, 30 shots at the same time at the time. And it was just a suggested donation. Right. And I put like the little Venmo things out of the table. And yeah, yeah. I was watching and I'm like. You were skimping? Yeah. It was not skimping, but I didn't even donate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. And I just kind of like. I saw one of my friends not donating and I called him out. Oh, wow. And he. Donated, but I yeah. saw other people like if I was at a random bar and I saw this and I saw it was for Barstool Sports, so I'd give the I'd say hey it's 10, 15, 20. Yeah. People weren't even doing that. I was kind of disappointed by yeah. that, but the people that did donate, we raised a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. and the people that did come and the friends and family and from like myself and Toomey and the random people on Instagram and social media, it was awesome. That mm-hmm. part was awesome. The random the people that yeah, don't come out. Yeah, if yeah. you're going to do 30 shots, and no matter how much you tip the waitress or the bartender, she's not going to go home with you. <laughs> Probably not going to. The chances of her going to home with you is the chances of you getting COVID. <laughs> oh, my God. And you're probably going to get worse. You'll probably get the clap of gonorrhea. Uh, what's, what, what's worse? What's worse? Testing positive for COVID or testing positive for an STD? Which STD? That's a great question. I've never tested positive for COVID, so I can't answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that, too. And that's another thing. These kids go, like, these kids, these people go to a club or a bar. Like, 15 dudes get a table. Yeah. And they have three girls with them. Yeah. And then they're all pining for the, you know, trying to go for the waitress. Yeah. And then they try to tip her. they, They break the tab up. 15 ways and they're all trying to tip her and tip her well did you motherfuckers tip the door guy that mm. walked you to your table did you tip the door guy at the front even only even 20 bucks did if you, you, did, you, did, did you tip the dj fuck you guys <laughs> we're gonna get to a whole fucking different thing with you guys how i think djs have to come part of the team differently um but like okay say say, say five of us go out and okay. we get a table sure there should be five of us and there should be double the ratio there should be 10 Ladies, and that's just I hear common you. sense. I hear you. Um, but every guy, before you even go, there should be one guy, everybody gives him 20 bucks and tips out the door guy and says hello. Mm. That way, that's like those guys are making the least amount of money in the whole fucking place. Mm. And you know, and then the guy that you know, the barber, uh, the, the guys, the, the not the dishwasher, like the, the runner that's cleaning yeah, up yeah, everything. Cleaning up, yeah. I always, yeah, I will, I will not tip the girl. But I'll tip that guy before I would tip the, the bottle service waitress because she's making bank regardless. Yeah. That guy, he's busting his ass. This is probably his third job this today he's working. Mm. Tip that much. And your place is going to be fucking clean. Yeah. 
Instead of freaking people throwing empty bottles on the ice and they're freaking scooping it up. No wonder why everybody got Corona. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. It's crazy. I, I, I like, I like where you're coming from. Um, you know, I, you know, we, we actually had, um, early when we first started the show, we had a bottle girl come on. Um, she was a bottle girl, like Bijou icon, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and we were able to at least give some people insight just on kind of her perspective on things. Yeah. And, um, you know, which I thought was really, really cool. And, yeah. um, and she's tipping out percentages to everybody too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, everyone's, you know, I mean, you know how the industry goes, like everyone's got to make their grind and whatever, you know, it was interesting to see like, oh yeah, I got to flirt with this guy sometimes to be able to get that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of the name of the game. Um, but there are those unsung heroes good, to me. I got to say good door guys. Cause I think there are some door guys that are just like consistently perpetually shitheads. Um, and then yeah, same abs- with DJs. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the the bar those yeah the barbacks. Yeah. We'll, we'll just call them barbacks uh, just for the sake of uh, like you know explaining what they, what they are for now. But um, yeah, absolutely. Like I try and those those are the guys I like. I'm always like I make sure to shake their hand, make sure I know their name, and you know at the very least because like they have yeah probably the shittiest job in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like to your point, the, the probably the third job of the day. You know they're they're there for a reason, trying to like work that extra hours. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do like what you're hearing there. Um, what's the beef with the DJs though? I'm just busting it. I honestly, no, no, it's coming from somewhere black. I'm just, I'm just fucking stirring the pot that I see on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I I love the Honestly, I have no idea. I probably know six DJs by name and face Mm -hmm. and I don't pay, I really do not pay attention. I've never been a, like the only DJ that I ever got excited to see. And I was blessed to see him two or three times before he passed was AM. I knew that, you were going to say that. That dude could just take any two songs and yeah. fucking make them and make, work. Make it work. Yep. A, that was like genius. Yeah. Like when, when, when the, I'm not a big techno. First of all, I love, I think that music is one of the most, I think music is more important than money. I think music is one of the most, you wake up, you put on a good tune, mm. you get happy. Yeah. You're depressed. There's a tune that you listen to, cry it out, and then whatever. Mm. You, if you find somebody in the world, some people might not like animals, might not like sports, movies. Find me somebody that doesn't like music, and they're either a terrorist or an alien. <laughs> no, I think yeah. I think that's absolutely true. And, and I mean, I, I hate when I meet a girl, and I'm like, oh, so, like, tell me. Like, I really like music. Yeah, no shit. I like music too. Like, but uh, to your point, it's it's so true. Uh, music, music being more powerful than money. I, I've never heard that before. But you know, in terms of how it can control emotions and kind of dictate, you know, how you're going to kind of react to something. Yeah, you know what I mean. I you can wake up powerful. Yeah, like you're you're feeling like shit right now. You're like kind of like eh. Yeah. Now, if we took a minute and you started bumping a couple of your tunes, you stood up and walked around. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I threw a hundred bucks at you. You'd like that, <laughs> but that's not gonna that's not gonna give mm. you endorphins to like mm. like like my gym playlist. I have everything on there from fucking country to Beethoven to. I love old school hip hop. Yeah, like mid nineties. Yeah, like old school stuff. Yeah, we're hanging out. You were, you were, you knew every word. Yeah, like I, I was like the original wigger. (laughs) I was legit. I was uh, from the suburbs, but my in Matt in Mass. You always yeah. My best friend was uh got bust out Mecca. One of my best friends. I have a core group of like twelve of us that to this day we're still all close. And I saw like, you know, you talk about racism and stuff these days. I would drive my friend home. And get pulled over by Boston PD because I was a white guy and they're running my plates. I'm from Reading, driving down Blue Hill Ave, out of place, you know. So I, I see where it comes from. Um, I have friends that have done federal time for murder and stuff, mm-hmm. um, like real charges that are out now. And we're gonna try to do some like blending, like with uh, 
some urban kids and then mm-hmm. some, you know, silver spoon privilege kids mm-hmm. to show the, you know, the kids that think they know everything. They don't. Yeah. And then show the kids in the city that education and networking and stuff is so, so important. It's not stressed enough. Mm-hmm. Our education system needs to be totally revamped from kindergarten right up through college. Um, that's that's the key to everything is education, whether it's on the street or a book mm. or somewhere in between. Mm. You know, so yeah. I, I, I like I said, that. I was so I know old school hip hop as a tangent again because <laughs> that's like I grew up public enemy, uh, yeah, yeah. tribe called quest, like we said. But my music in the gym, it's everything. I, I played the Star Wars theme song. I was feeling like shit on the treadmill that came on today, and all of a sudden I went from walking to running. Yeah, when uh, I'm playing beer pong, I play the Rocky theme song. Really? Yeah. How does that get you going, dude? I feel fucking. In- I feel unbelievable. And as anyone who plays with me, I'm I'm a freak. Like I'm I'm nice. Are you a beer pong? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't ask like- anyone who plays with me. All right, we'll have to play sometime. We I would love. All right, we'll I play at the draft right now. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> me, we got we, him and I versus you two. But uh, <laughs> hey, are you any good? On- oh, of course, everybody's nice. Yeah. No. I, I yeah, you went to BC. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, I've I've been I've been in multiple tournaments. Like you know, I, I was uh, like I was confident enough to be able to like. Alright, you want to play Tito's pong, dude? I'll uh, uh, on a Friday, uh, 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 Saturday, uh, uh, Sunday. I will do literally. I'm not gonna say I'll, I'll do literally anything. I will run with the best of them. You do drugs? No, never. My I didn't, no, not never. But it's not what I do. like. My vice is drinking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I have friends who are smokers. You know what I mean. Like and. You know, I'm I'm always the guy that's in the corner like, oh no no no, like I'm good and, and I've whatnot. never smoked weed, never taken a pill, never done coke, never mm-hmm. done anything. Uh, lately, my doctor for my anxiety I take a little edible once in a while. Yeah. Other than that, and people look at me like, oh, that motherfucker's always around. Hey, you got some coke? No, I don't have coke. Yeah, but yeah. it's crazy. It's because it's part of the culture. It's yeah, it like, is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I and I don't judge. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just people are always shocked. Yeah, I mean, pe- people. I don't know if it's because like I'm a young latino dude like from boston like so everyone's like when when i say no they're like yo you don't smoke i'm like nah i don't it's not really my thing like i've never bought weed like yeah you know what i mean like like i've taken hits because like my homie be like hey like and i'm just vibing and i'm like oh fuck it i'm I'm in this random house in vermont yeah i'll do it like you know what i mean um but yeah like but that's also why like i have to regulate my drinking because like i don't want it to ever like get out of hand you know what i mean like there is like alcoholism throughout like my mom's side of the, no both both my parents uh families um and it's just one of those things like i mean i have many reasons for it. like if, if if i like i have alcohol in my crib so if i'm like oh monday's stressful then tuesday's stressful and i'm drinking just because it's stressful and then whatever and then friday i'm like out having fun and drinking for fun i saw this tweet once that was like you shouldn't um you shouldn't mourn the same way you celebrate you know what i'm saying and i and, I, and it hit me and i was like wow like I was like, damn, like, because I find myself. You doing, listen to music when you mourn? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I, do, I listen to music all the time. Okay. But but it's the kind of music, right? Know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And and so to me, I was like, okay, if I want to just associate drinking or something with, like, happiness and having fun, like, then I got to just leave it with that. You know what I'm saying? That's why you don't have. I've never had booze in my house. Mm. I, it, to this, I do not have booze in my house. Only drink when I go out. It'll, it'll save you some money. It's not that. It's just <laughs> no, no, like no. you said, if it's there. But I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. why I, I, if I keep it a rule where Monday through fr- Thursday I don't drink, 
if that's just like the my rule, well, what that's if, how I live. You know well, I mean? if you're DJing, you're working, so you don't want to get chip faced. So you have a couple casuals. But <laughs> but Sunday, Sunday, I want to bring back Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, I don't care about weekends. I want to bring Sunday, Monday, Tuesday back industry. Well, every every other city does it. We used to have one of the best ones, yeah. the best. We had a uh, Jeff Jeff from Six One Seven here like a few episodes ago, and he was just talking about like how just. Different, literally, the world as far as Boston goes was yeah. like during the week industry night shit. Well, that's well, that's the thing is, I started this thing with a couple, like one of my buddies. We had a, at Storyville, which but it was saying at the time. Yeah, it was Sunday and Monday. Tuesday was rumor. Yep. Wednesday was district. You know, and then you roll in because your best workers are working Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. That's the days that, in the industry. The best workers, top of the line, bartenders, waitresses, servers. DJ security promoters, they work on those three days. Right. So that's four days that people have side hustles or that is their side hustle. They have a real job and stuff, but that's, that's your best drinkers are those people. So if people that work those nights just worked and didn't worry about partying and drinking, if you're a DJ and stand having a couple of drinks, getting the vibe, but there's a whole four days. It's a lot of money to be made there. Yeah. Why do you think that, you know, again, like with Jeff being here, he was like, Oh yeah, it was insane. Like rumor, it was packed on Tuesdays. What made it decline? Because, because as far you know, me being twenty six, I didn't really, I didn't experience rumor Tuesdays. Because everybody and their mother's a promoter. Ooh. Mm. Elaborate. Every, elaborate. I just feel like everybody, like back in the day, you had six one seven, right? And you had winter, and you had a couple other whatever, but everybody was close knit. Social media now, no people. Blah, 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 go back and forth and you know this guy's texting about that person and it's just there's no it's a fucking team mm. if every fucking like Thursday, Friday and Saturday should be a team if I owned a bar in an area I won't want every other fucking bar in that area packed because we're bringing everybody business and people are gonna come there you got these people that are worried just I understand you gotta put, but they're worried about this one spot and, and like it gets to be a battle. Like this promoter is going to go work for this kid. And just because this kid comes in and spends money and brings people, all of a sudden he's a promoter. You can't fucking name three people on the staff and it's a dickhead to the door guy. Mm. Like you can't, like everybody and their mother just has like better ideas. Mm. Um, and I think that the, the push of some of the nightclubs, it ruins that because they try to do it. Like in-house. Yeah. Some of the bits. Because the thing is, is yeah. I, say we owned a bar together and I was going to do an industry night. People get, you know, owners get cheap with their booze. That bottle, that bottle of Tito's is costing him 22 bucks and he's selling at 400. Yeah. So what I'm going to say, hey, you know, if the bottle service girls and the bartenders from Grand want to come, I'm going to give you guys a couple bottles on me. Now they're going to come. Now their friends are going to come. Now their customers are going to, that they talk to or their friends. Next thing you You're know, make it. you got 60 people on two bottles. That's going to be gone in 15 minutes. And then industry people have money to spend. They're not. They're not giving it away, but they have money. Next thing you know, you're making it. Yeah, man. Yeah, th th those are those little things. You know, especially early in the when I when we first started the podcast, I went on probably a four episode rant on like how there are certain places that don't give DJs like free drinks or even a tab or anything like that, and how much that annoyed me. Yep. Um. You know, because we. I mean, we can make arguments of you know what makes money, what makes money, what, what makes money. But the fact of the matter is, as far as I'm concerned, me being biased as a DJ, if I shut the music off at midnight. And tell everyone to fuck off, go home. Then not a lot of people are really making money after that in that area. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's like I'm one person. Even if I can't, even if I'm a tank and I drink a lot, like I'm not gonna kill your bit. I'm not gonna kill your night 
on a tab on, on myself. You know what I'm saying? So that's you why saying that is kind of I feel like where okay, I was going to come. You're going to be you're you're making a brand. You're the brand. Oh yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, it'll back me up. But snack, we're, we're, you know, brand is kind of strong. Yeah, you you're a brand. Was, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with this. Mm -hmm. So this is how the thing I was throwing at the stems a little bit. You're a brand. Mm -hmm. Like I said, everybody coming back. What's going to happen? I think should happen. And I'll sit down with a bunch of the young, you know, the young bucks that I trust and say, hey, maybe these big promotion companies, they're gone. Unless it's like Big Night who has their yeah, conglomerate. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not going to be what it was. I think that DJs, you, you want to get paid, right? Yeah. You believe in yourself? Absolutely. Then bet on yourself. Yeah. Ask for a percentage of the ring. So. What? Ask for a percentage of the ring. Instead of you getting your f fucking money. What? You get your money up front. The bartenders, nobody else's. So you say you believe in yourself. Instead of working for a promoter, make the promoters fucking work for you or be your partner. So you find the two best promoters or the two best VIP hosts mm -hmm. and you build your brand. Mm -hmm. They're with you. You're with them. You worry about the music. They worry about the floor. At the end of the day, as long as the owner's getting paid, everybody's getting paid. You said the rent. No, no. as long as the owner's getting paid. No, but you said bet on the. No, bet on yourself. I, if I said the rent, no. If you're going to bet on yourself, ask for a percentage. Not the rent. The ring. The ring. You know how okay. promoters are yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the piece of the door. Yeah, Instead yeah. of saying whatever, say you were getting a dollar to work. Yeah. Say, no, I want a percentage of all this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adel's pulling. And I want a percentage of this. And I want a percentage of yeah. the door. So you become business partners and you all. Yeah. It, it, I think DJs do. And that's why the, the whole promoter DJ thing yeah. goes back and forth. And I think yeah. fucking the promoters are the fucking pricks too. Yeah. Adel, before you start. You know, we are also on YouTube. YouTube, uh, you can check us out just uh, visually. Ado just usually I invite Ado. Matt had to come. Ado, in Ado just pulls in before you start. Ado, but um, so I agree. And so before COVID, uh, I started. I started doing my own events because um, I started realizing that I'm bringing so many people and I'm getting like it's not relative. And and I remember people would be like, like, oh. Uh, it's my birthday. I want to get a table with you, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, so you make a percentage of this table. And I'm like, nah, they don't give it to me. Yeah, that's and what they're, and they're, that's and they're, what I'm and they're like, what? And then, so that started happening more and more. And I was like, fuck this shit. So I started, uh, yeah, get like, we would make our deal with the owners and be like, yo, fuck the promoters. You know what I mean? But you do need them to fill in the gaps, the right ones. The right I ones. think it's going to trim the fat. I think yeah. we can trim the fat. Yeah. So Bobby Mc, whatever from BU who has mm -hmm. daddy's credit card and yeah. hangs up. Fuck him and his friends. Why is he going to get a fucking free drink when you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That, but I'm saying it's going to be, I think that, that teams should come down. They shouldn't be these huge like groups. And then it should be, you know, a DJ and two promoters or two VIP hosts. And that way you're not stuck in the same fucking place. Every, even promoters, you get, you go bananas. Mm -hmm. But if you have a rotation mm -hmm. or if you put, say you put a group of you guys together, say you get you and three other DJs mm -hmm. and you guys rotate as a team and you each, and then you guys got a group of promoters you work with and you just kind of yeah. cycle around. It gets, stays fresh. You don't get bored. Like, you know, and that's the other point too. You got, I, one thing I can advise you got a gig, you're doing a night, be there before fucking anybody. Yeah. If you haven't met a staff member, introduce yourself to the bartender, Absolutely. the barbacks, all that. I Absolutely. see these kids come in and they're like, you too, know, too they've heard school. people. Hey, yeah. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you're walking into my house and you don't even fucking say hi to me. Mm. I'm not going to run around and chase some fucking kid. And I'm saying if I was a bartender or whatever, I'm not going to chase somebody. Like, you're coming into that person's house, you come into the house, 
you introduce yourself. Mm. You know, especially if there's work going on. It's just, I, I just don't get it how people can't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's too cool for school, big headed. I mean, we can talk about like social media affecting that. Before that, you know, us, so Blackie and I were just talking about, you know, cutting some of the fat, promoter fat. We've had a lot <laughs> DJ of- DJ fat. <laughs> it's both fat. I feel like you came from my neck on that one, but I'm not, I'm going to breeze past that. Um, not you. I like <laughs> no, you. No, no. Um, and Ado and I, we, we talk, so Ado, at a, at a point, we work together frequently. Yeah. Um, he was he was promoting, I was DJing, uh, you know, we work together a lot. And so we've had a lot of conversations on the podcast, even off air as well. Ado decided to pull up a chair and hop on for a reason, and I'm I'm curious to know what that reason was. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the I think the concept that you bring up, it, it works in a sense, but I also think it doesn't work because owners are saying, okay, well, why is Snacks, for an example, why is Snacks working at Bijou, Icon, um, you know, 222, and his brand is associated to all three different spots? We don't want that. We want someone that's here every single week that now the consumer, right, resonates with, you know, tied in with Bijou or an Icon weekly, Right, just like how a promoter essentially builds a night. It's not the one night or two nights. Like we're there three hundred and sixty five days on that same day, every single week. So our consumers So fifty two. Yeah, fifty two. <laughs> sorry. Yes, fifty two. Sorry. Fifty two. And so it's like they resonate us and tie us to that brand or that establishment. Whereas snacks, I only had a chance to book him once a month, right? Because he had so many gigs going on, but it's hard for an owner to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to cut this guy a check when he's tied to all my competitors. I that get, I get, sense. I get, so he's not getting a check. He's, get, he's working with the promoters. Go to the promoters. They want you to DJ, ask for a cut. And I understand what he's saying, but you're bring, you bring a fucking table in, you should be getting a cut. And you know what the best part is? Cut all the fucking owners out on paying the DJs and stuff, and then there's less arguments. Figure it out directly with the promoter, and then you find a liquor brand that will back you, mm. and they come in and they do a spend. Yeah. And, and instead of, and then you get your bottle, yeah. and then the promoters have one, and we're to, it's so cut yeah. out the ownership and be a fucking business, and not like yeah, a business yeah. together. Because if people do that, I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah. You, the thing that they move around and stuff like that. Mm. But the same thing, you don't want the same fucking people. Like you want the some of the same people. Yeah. You don't want the same fucking because that's how shit goes down. And and but it, you see what I'm saying? At least have a guy if you're and you have to pay out of your say, hey, I'll pay out of my pocket. Talk to promoters and say, hey, instead of getting this check, have the owners kick that in a, a percentage more, and we share it, and let's. Instead of having, say, you have like three sub promoters. Instead yeah. of having your three sub promoters, even though it's only one night, kick into the fucking DJs. Because I hear DJs saying promoting is not my job. Fuck you, it's your job. I it's agree. Your job. I agree. How is it our job? Because you guys are the entertainment. People yeah, come for exactly. Me and We're you. the entertainment. Yeah, but not every single person is there to see you. And your job is to get it. So here's the question. <laughs> Just say for shits and giggles. Okay. You were gonna promote a night, or you're gonna DJ a night, and it. And it didn't get busy. Didn't get too busy because something happened. Let me finish. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. It didn't get busy for some reason. Mm -hmm. You're still getting the same fucking amount of money, but the bartenders are going out with fucking shit. He's going home with shit. You're part of the team. Promoters and DJs have to figure it out. So to, to that, I'll say... Bet on yourself. Ask no, 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 you're no, no, going to no, no, get more money. No, no, okay. See, but most no, no. of them want... Sorry. And you're gonna. I think where you're going I, is maybe. most of them... Want to have the guaranteed check? They don't want the downside. Well, eh, and I think that's eh, the difference. Eh, eh, eh. Well, that's what, it, no, what, it, what it is is for, I don't know who did it, but 
it's just been this established rule where a DJ has a set. Okay, so set, wait, 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 wait. Has a set payment, right? Me, I worked to a point where I was only DJing sellout nights, and I was still making. Well, no, no, I, I increased my price a little bit, but relatively. So I was on the same team of being like, hey, if we want to make shit relative, if we want to make it percentage, I'm on the same team as you. But I was only doing sellout nights where the promoter didn't want to do because then I would probably be making way too... Because there was, oh, you're already my biggest payout of the night. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, you might bring these people, but I'm keeping them here. But your My job is to keep them Your there. money is going, what I'm saying, without your pay, it's already in there then. You're not, instead of getting the money up front, that money's already in there. You see what I'm saying? I'm losing you. I'm losing okay, you. so you get the money up front. They're complaining you're my biggest payout already. Yeah. Okay, you brought fucking people. Yeah. So, but you're not getting the guarantee. You see what I'm saying? Get rid of the guarantee. Mm-hmm. You, the guarantee, you're not betting on yourself. Yeah, but see, you're that's, but yourself. I don't. I didn't have a problem. So, so I, you know, where I had my own nights. I had, I had worked for other people, open for other people for free. Like I made it to a point where I was only working sell at night. Oh, I know. I get you it. Yeah, 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 I get so, that. So, so to me. At you that point, more I, I was saying, because uh, because then at the same time, I was it was like, oh, this is a dead night. I might have to pay you less, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, sure. But that means when I play your next sellout night, I need X, X amount. You feel what I'm saying? But you just said it right there, if mm-hmm. it's a slow night. No, it, listen, because my, my issue is, you're if, if you're going to under underpay me from uh, based on what we already agreed on prior, because it was a slow night, okay? And then the agreed amount is okay if it's a good night. But then when it's a fucking sellout zoo night, you're never offering me more. So how does that make sense? Oh, I get it because mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying, fuck it, bet on yourself. Right, but 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 so but most before, DJs most before, sorry go ahead. So that's why I started doing my own events, right? And, and and before COVID, we were we were ready, we were planning to do a weekly event because I, I did i was doing monthlies at first i gotta yeah, build it yeah, up yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah and then we were ready to make the move to weeklies and obviously COVID fucked it up so Fucking the betting the, the betting on myself like i was starting to do because i was starting to get frustrated the fact that people will still try and do this or my payment became static even though i was doing you know not saying i was the reason for sellout nights but i was the reason You're why part of it why oh yeah i was part of it exactly. right right so i'm with you i think but there's also, uh, you know, it's not to say that it's the DJ's fault why the payment is static. I didn't make that rule. You know what I'm saying? So I change the what I'm saying. And like what he's saying, he has a night somewhere, and he's there fifty two nights a year every Sunday, yeah, or every Saturday, yeah. And DJs revolve and come in and out, yeah. Then you know what? Promoters start thinking somebody like him that's going to help you fill the extra seats. There's certain DJs. The only person I'm going to throw out there, hundred percent. Like I said, the only person I talk to about it is Stamps. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a young buck. Stamps, Stamps gets the game. Mm-hmm. I think you're learning the game. You're getting what I'm saying. We're, we, we have a duo together. But you, guys, you guys are, in a way, if he books you, you're business partners. Yeah. But your business partner's not, your business partner's every fucking day. Because if you're not working, you're going to go support him. And you're going to do, and that's what, fr- that's why I'm saying the promoters, DJs, cut the fat of these sub-promoting idiot kids. No offense to who they are. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. The kid yeah. that's going to come one time and bring 10 people and you have to yes, pay him I out. Agree. And he wants his friends to come in free, but he doesn't get why he's not going to get paid. Right. I agree. Cut some of the fat on the promoters, then cut out some of the fucking DJs that suck. And I then, agree. And then think of every week. So think about this going forward. Yeah. Every week going forward, instead of this, think that DJ that's coming in, bring the best ones in. 
and they're going to get, they're going to be a business partner, even just for one night, but they're going to do that once a month. You know, that's, that's going to add, it's just something to throw. I wanted to throw it there. Cause I just see yeah. it like, oh, and then Jason from, yeah, yeah, he buries all you motherfuckers, promoters and DJs. And it makes yeah. me laugh. No, I mean, yeah. and he's a big reason that's yeah. a big reason why I even had him. Um, I mean, I love I love Jason. Like um, old, old dogs are fucking. Yeah, you want to talk legends? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, we had him early. We had him like like I was yeah. like, I need you on this. That's the first um, time I really recognized your podcast. And mm. you know, he's just sitting here. He's like one of those guys that pity me. Cool. He's got the fucking jewelry. And yeah, 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 yeah. He's got the hair. I've never seen yeah. him in anything besides black. Like, I, yeah. not, have you ever seen him wear a colored shirt, like a blue shirt? You ever seen him wear a blue shirt? Never seen him. You ever seen him wear a blue? No, shirt? never. Never seen. Jason wear a blue That's the other shirt. thing. If you're, buddy, if you're grinding like that, he's got to because he's gonna. I've seen Jason work, and that's yeah. when I love when managers do this. It's not beneath him to pick something up. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I, I might have said it on the on that episode where like he's really in there. Like I think because we were talking about his gloves, he's always he was wearing gloves all the time. And it's because he's actually working. Oh, I thought he was hiding a wedding ring that we didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dog, just kidding, kid. <laughs> last thing, yeah, last, last thing I'll say about it. I think the concept really works because, like, I'm, I also evaluate my team and I look at, like, okay, what am I having, you know, a bunch of sub-promoters that I could essentially have as clients, right, that only bring 10 people every other week, right? But the, the, the thing that I have trouble with is how do I get – a DJ to be aligned with me on more than just a one, uh, a one month like basis, you know, per like, I, I don't want to just have snacks just on, you know, once every Friday and then him doing the same relationship with a bunch of other people that are not, not feeding my pockets. But you're doing the same thing that he's not. And your sub promoters that are probably coming in doing this, they're probably going somewhere else and doing it too. Do the same thing. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's a tough balance to it figure, is, okay, yeah. hey, do I just have the sub promoter that, okay, yeah, they're bringing that filler crowd because again, I look at it two ways. Yeah. Maybe I'm not making a lot of money on my, on my, um, on my cover charges, but if like for me, I look at it as, okay, the bar is making money and that's just an increase of all right, he's going to buy a drink. He's a guy. He has to buy a girl a drink. So I look at it that way, and I'm like, okay, it's a numbers game more than it is just an upfront yep, fee yep, yep. at the end of the day. So it's like, yep. all right, I'll have the sub-promoter that doesn't do anything because that one week when Snacks is not there, all right, he's going to bring the 10, the 10 people. Then you find the four best DJs? Yeah. That you, or maybe if you think about this concept, try it out with somebody like him. Yeah. Try it out with the stamps. Yeah. And then you find the four right DJs. Because I'm telling you, it's going to help. If he's at Bijou one night and then goes here and blah, blah, blah. The thing is that this is what people don't get. It's all going to wash. It's, back, it's yeah. all going to come back. You know, you you have your, he has his loyal followers. Yeah. You have your loyal followers. Yeah. This person does. But here's the thing is, you can get them all mix and mingle. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. everybody is getting yeah. paid. Yeah. Remember I that dishwasher? Right, yeah. Remember that dishwasher yeah, yeah. in the back that's getting less than anybody working his ass off? Or that cool door guy who's just trying to pay his way through college? Yeah. He's getting, you know, he's getting the same. I shouldn't say the, the, the door guy. But tip that guy, like I said, and that bar back, he needs to make money. He's not making money unless the bar's making money. Mm -hmm. You're not making money unless the place is making money. Why are you getting money? Bet on yourself. You should get more money. And then these other kids yeah. that want to do it, here's your $200 a night. You're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like that was the route I was starting to take because I was understanding kind of where you're coming from. Yep. Um, and, you know, I think it, it is tough, you know, for me to just sit here and be like, oh, there, there are nights where I'm like, oh, well, at least I'm walking away with my flat, right? You know, yeah. it happens. I was lucky enough to make a point where, to make it to a point where that was becoming 
far and few in between. But you, you don't know, feel bad. You wouldn't feel bad if taking your flat fee and it was a dud of a night. Well, the way I look at it is, you know, because because if it is, if we call it a flat fee, it's like because whether the night is dead or not, whether I have fun or not, like whatever, because I'm still technically it's not you, doing it's my the job. People, you see what I'm saying? If you have a, that's what you're saying. You you got to put in work. To get that fee. Besides just playing right. music, you have to promote. You have to do that stuff. Yeah. But if you're selling tables and stuff, yes. that should maybe start off that way. Revisit if he's going to book something. You yeah. know, he's not going to get a percentage of the ring, but every table you book comes you out sh- somewhere. You yeah, yeah, yeah. should. Yeah. You should bet on yourself. Because, because so, yeah, because I, th- I mean, it, it, it's a bigger, it's a bigger thing, right? So I, I think it's because I don't get that extra money, you know, and this is yeah, just like yeah, a Boston yeah, yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah. It's standard like that anyway. So, so, it's so, fucking whack. Yeah, so like, so if it's like, okay, everywhere that I play in the city, if I do work extra, right, if I am set consistently 25-person guest list and I book two tables like every other time I'm here, like, and I don't see it, then it's like, okay, if I, like, that's what, that was kind of the point I was making. If I don't get the extra, why should I yeah. work more to not get more? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. it just becomes this whole, to your point, this whole disparity between all the players and then we all just want to fucking rip each other's heads off, but we all need each other at the same Gotta time. Where trim if, the fat. yeah, if we all just like put our heads together and we're just like, hey, okay, if this happens, you get this. If this happens, we get this. We all eat. You know what I'm saying? We're all gonna get piece of a pie, and if it's bigger, then we all get. We're all happy, right? But I will say the only position that I know, like for a DJ standpoint, um, imagine being a DJ again, lucky like yourself or Stams or some of these other guys that are get booked every single weekend. You forecast. Right, four hundred dollars yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever gigs that you do. Mm-hmm. There's no other position within nightlife, right? Maybe besides owners or whatever. Uh, but even, but even them, them, they're not right, getting they're it. Not, they're not guaranteed. Yeah. Um, that's the only position within this nightlife chain that makes a night a night work that is guaranteed money before the night begins. Well, that door guy I'm, making fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, I'll, you know I'll, I mean? I'll make an argument though. Does a door guy have to develop a brand to be able to make sure he makes that much money guaranteed? Did he ever have to do that, or did he just apply to to your? No, point but to, if you're get, if you're my door guy, you're my door guy. You represent me, whether I'm paying you five bucks or five hundred bucks. If you're a fucking cocksucker, see you later. Yeah, and I agree, but 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 what I'm saying is like. Be, being a DJ at this day and age, or to be successful, right? It's 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 not just the skill or the or the music. It's it's the personality. It's the brand. The, the, if you, if you get business side to it's this whole thing that is a twenty four hour weather. I've had to do that, and I haven't, and I and I don't get gigs yeah. for the last year. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to compare it to oh the bar, like I mean some bartenders do do this, right? They develop their brand to make sure you know people come see them, and they only go to the bars that they like, and and they yeah. and they get that comes back to them. Yeah, um, but. The argument I'm going to put is is I I can make the argument for the flat fee that I can forecast and everything like that versus say a door guy or or anyone that's kind of making a percentage based on what's happening because I have to consistently build that brand on the right. back end. Yeah, maybe spend money elsewhere to be able to get to the point where I can make that flat fee. Again, if we want to do shit percentage wise, I'm confident, and that's why I started betting on myself yeah. because I felt that I had reached a point where I can make. This money and more. If I because if, if I put in the work that I know, yeah, hundred percent. And throwing that, they're throwing that at you. If you have somebody that has the balls to bet on themselves, can't hurt to try it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the beauty of it. I, I mean I I'm always for. I would rather have a unity with uh, a DJ because yes, I agree that like your art and your entertainment drives and keeps money and it helps me make money on the back end. And I understand that like. 
you have to pay for people's time right like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm regardless if the night's bad like if you're the entertainment i have to pay you mm -hmm. but at the same time i also think that like yeah us the promoter for if, if we're using that same concept like yeah i also have to develop my brand i also have to like go ahead and represent the establishments that i'm partnering with and so forth so it's like okay why am i not getting paid a flat fee i'm here every single week right i'm tied to your venue every single week where's my flat fee but it's you know what i mean it doesn't work like that oh 100 it's the same thing how, how long you been, how long you been promoting um since i was i shouldn't say 18 but when i was 21 what <laughs> what skills and what 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 skills did you have to whether it be technical or creative that you had to literally learn, whether it be through a class, whether it be teaching yourself, whether it be learning from someone else, and then perfect to be able to start promoting. I mean, it's a different it's a different art, right? Like no one there isn't like a, a skill that you have to go through to, to be a promoter. I think you have to have a skill to have longevity in promoting and understand the business aspect because everyone can say that they're a promoter and fucking dick all bring ten people every mm. single week that are free. Mm -hmm. How can you go and get someone to come to the same exact night every single Friday and pack it out 400 people, right? And get them to pay 20 bucks. That's an art to get them and drive that type of marketing and all of that. That's a skill. And I, I don't think the everyday person, right, actually knows how to do that. No, I, I agree. And, and you, there is the, the business aspect. Yeah. You have to learn how to do that and be able to be savvy and all that and stuff. But at, at the end of the day, like, you, you, you know, you need a team, you need to be able to manage it. Yeah. And, that, and that is skill. But what the point I'm trying to make is to be able to, you know, even be good enough to be booked or to be, whether it be through a promoter or through an own, owner or manager, I have to have already years of, of, skill. of skill. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. But he has to, 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 he has to too. The day to, to an extent, though, to get started, he, he learns, just needs to have a lot of friends to get started. The day he learns to shake hands as a man. To go up and talk to somebody, and who cares how many people you bring? I have that too, though. Plus the skill. But you're sitting in the corner going, "No, I'm not, ladies and gentlemen." No, how did I? How did I? How did I? Ado, Ado, how did we meet? I'm busting your balls. No, 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 no. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. No, no, no. Because yeah, yeah. people need. How did we meet? Ado? Yeah, hundred percent. No, tell them. Tell, tell, no, tell, no, tell, no. tell the people. How the fuck did no, we meet? I mean, you came out. You came out to one of our nights, and I think you were supporting. You came up. We chopped it up, and like literally, literally, I think. Then I just got a bunch of like DMs and messaging of just being like, yo, I need to, I need to have a gig. I need to have a gig to the point where I was just like, all right, I can't ignore this dude anymore. Like I see him out. I see him DJing until I was like, all right, cool. Like snacks was good. Like let's do a night. And yeah, again, we're, I'm only speaking to the DJs that are, that are not your caliber, right? That don't but to, bring but to your people. Point, they don't, have, they don't, don't have longevity. Exactly. So, so fuck them. Yeah. Fuck that's what I'm saying. And also don't have the, the, the it factor yeah the it factor of keeping people to the night so it's like okay why are you getting paid four hundred dollars before the night even starts that makes no <coughs> sense me. because of the standard <laughs> to well, me i'm just well, getting well, well well i i agree a thousand yeah. percent then hey don't book them right but you guys are limited you're, you're, listen everyone's no a no, everyone's no a if DJ you DJ now no, no 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 same thing like how he said everyone's a promoter so, everyone's a dj everyone's hey, a listen, promoter I'll come, so. I'll come, as long as it's not a big place i'll come with spotify yeah. just give me a bottle of tito's <laughs> if <laughs> If, if if that's the issue, then then pay the people that you think are worth it. Like pay them what you what is going to keep them to but you. Everybody runs their mouth. You not everybody. Most people run their mouth. How mm -hmm. much money they make. 
So fucking somebody else is like, eh. And nobody, Joe Schmo starts and nobody, the same and, no, and nobody else has the balls to step up and say, well, fucking prove yourself like that. And then that's what you get. It's he should. Put it this way. Everybody wants to be number one, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants to. You know what? There's nothing wrong with being number two or number three. Mm-hmm. This isn't fucking, you know what I mean? There's Coca-Cola and then there's Pepsi. Pepsi does well. There's this, there's that. There's so many things. There's so many brands. Hell, it's fucking okay to be in the top five. Yeah. With as many DJs. As long as many, even promoters, not companies, but promoters. It's okay not to be number one, but try to be top fucking five. Mm. Have some pride in yourself. Mm. You know, that's that's another thing that bothers me. Everybody's like, ah, nah. no, no. Be the best you, even if that's not number one, but be at least top five. Yeah. I don't I know like if that it. makes. I don't know if that makes sense. I like it. You get that. I like it. Yeah. I like that's the thing. You guys talk about brands. You guys have logos and all that stuff, right? That you put on clothes. Okay, that's something cost for you that you might try to make money on to promote. Why don't you guys find a local brand that's a clothing line, like my buddy Jay from Lavish Clothing? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do a collaborate? Everybody collaborates. Dion Point and the guys from uh, yeah, yeah. Concept, uh, they, Concepts. They, yeah. yeah. If people start collaborating with each other. And say, hey, we have this line with this. We have you working with this guy. And it's bringing, and, and at the end of the day, yeah, money. You want money. You want the grind. But if you're going to get the exposure on somebody else's website, another person's, other person, like not the same thing you do. But you kind of, like you say, you brand yourself. Instead of you having to buy 300 t-shirts and printed them the cost, they're doing it. But they're putting your name on it. Anything gets sold by you, you get a percentage of. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, there's so many ways to do it that, you might not become a millionaire tomorrow, but you'll make money on it, and it's easy to do, and people just don't think about it. And you're going to get all those people to come to the nights. Mm-hmm. The same with a brand. You need a liquor brand. Every DJ should have a liquor brand representing them. Every promoter should have a liquor brand representing them. But they should be able to cross-promote. Yeah. As long as it's not the exact same, like, as long as it's not like Bud Light and Miller Light. Like, that clashes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if somebody has a tequila or somebody has, you know, whatever... Figure it out. Yeah, you got you. You can make ways, money, other ways besides just playing music. Snacks. This yeah. last thing I'll say, bro. I trust me. <laughs> I, I respect your craft, and you know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm. I've always been about, and I, I say this all the time. I only gave people. I wasn't the type of guy just giving residencies out just because, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I, I appreciate you. I, I appreciate and you. I knew that, all right, cool. Like, no matter what, like, I would move around a schedule to make sure that you were there because, again, obviously, our our following, like, liked your nights. You you made it what it was in terms of entertainment. I'm very handsome. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it, it bothers me that um, the standard, right, like, when, when we talk about the art of the DJ and then people say, okay, so what is the art of the promoter and, like, what keeps you there and whatnot, like, it's like, all right, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? You got to respect the craft both ways because I mm-hmm. respect it, but then some people don't say, it's like, all right, I'll just be a promoter. How many times I've told someone, go ahead, go start a night. They always come back. I promise you, they always come back. And like being the promoter, like like I like he's gonna have to deal with the person that spent all this money and gets a drink spilt on him. He's going fucking bananas. Yeah. But it's his customer. Yeah. So he's gotta it, there's so many different that's why I never said I'm not a promoter in this. And here's a fucked up thing. Saying flat fee. A lot of things I do. I cut deals with the bar and it's a flat fee for the bar just for me, even different than the night. And then I work it out, but I'm not, I'm not a money grow. I don't care. Like I'm just happy to be out doing something. And I've been like that since day one, mm. like day one. But if you're going to do something and do it right, bet on yourself. Facts. Like Snacks. That. I'm out of here. Sorry. Hey, I love you. Thank you. Appreciate By you. By the way, Jordan, 
we're good now. We're gonna go play beer. <laughs> we're gonna go play beer pong and whip this kid's ass. Oh, that's me. My headphones are wilding. I'm sweating like a hooker in church right now. <laughs> it's hot in here, right? My God, and I don't want to take my jacket off because then I'm got sweats. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I'm used to it. Like it's so fucking hot in the studio. We don't know. Like I, I, I was like, oh, like I, like I like to wear beanies sometimes and like hoodies, and, and I just stop because I'm like I'm I fucking sweat yeah, like yeah. I mean, this motherfucker goes, ah, I stink. I just came in from the gym, and I came as and light you as came I came in because you knew it was gonna. It doesn't matter. You're gonna sweat anyways. Well, that, but I'm always on time. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm three minutes late. I wasn't three minutes late. Six thirty-three. No, I was not late. I'm fucking with you. Your buttons are easier to push than to me. The thing is, it's it's certain things though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like punctuality, something I take very seriously, and DJing yeah. something they take very seriously. Fifteen minutes. I was fifteen minutes early. Yes, and that gave me anxiety. Which well, but I was super impressed by it. I'm usually about a half hour. Oh unless, really? I'm usually about a half unless something big comes up. Like even like say Saturday nights we were doing at Causeway, I was fucking there at eight o'clock eating dinner in the corner. And because just, you're, you're not rushed Yeah and mm. it's just It's just You can kind of like And that way you get to know people better And yeah. you you know If there's somebody there Drinking at the place so I'm not talking nightclubs I could never Do whatever it is I do At a nightclub per se Because I want to be early And do stuff mm. And I need the people around For the energy Yeah If I'm at a nightclub And the energy doesn't start getting There until 11.30 midnight It's a different It's a different vibe for sure I mean, maybe in Vegas, but not in Boston. Yeah. I, I, I do think it's very admirable how much you value, like, um, people, like, you know, actual genuine, whether it be conversation or relationships, because that is something that's been really lost. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know if it's social media. I don't know what it is. But I've noticed that it's something that, like, the fact that I found, you know, when we met, like, officially, that, like, I found that with you, and I was like, wow, I was surprised, because it was a, it was a moment for me where I'm like, yeah, because it doesn't happen with a lot of people anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? But I'm also, I don't like people as a, I don't like people, so to speak, anyway. Can I say it? Like, I don't like people, but if I get the right feeling or say vibe or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I can vibe with somebody and it is what it is. I was listening to um, this podcast that DMX was on. Yeah. And obviously DMX has his like dog thing. He growls yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. He, it, yeah. And he yeah. was talking about this thing where he was like, dogs are way better than people. And a lot of people say that. And they're like elaborate, and they're like dogs. You know, they might do something wrong. They might like you know shit on the on the kitchen floor or something like that. And you give them a hit, you know, you tap them on the head, tell them bad boy or whatever, and they might suck for a second. But if someone were to like break into your door at that very second, they're turning around and ready to defend you yeah. no matter what. They yeah. they they don't know, they don't understand like disloyalty, or they don't understand like not protecting like who yeah who they're with. You know, they're just crazy loyal. Obviously, man's best yeah. friend. And when he broke it down like that. I was like, damn, like that's so wild. Like how do how do humans develop such like hatred for each other or like anything like that? Hatred comes from jealousy. Mm. A lot of it is rooted in jealousy. Mm. Hatred, I mean, there's some people or some you, you just that are evil and you just hate them, which I can understand. Jealousy, hate, it is what it is. You know what's scarier than any of that to me though? Is indifference. Somebody's indifferent to you, they don't like you, they don't dislike you, mm. then I just indifference is kind of scary because borderline that's no emotion. Mm. So if you're indifferent to somebody, gotta really think you might dislike that person more than your arch enemy. I don't know if that makes sense. 
I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even your arch enemy. That's mm. a passionate feeling that you hate that person. And it's and it's and it's definite. Like but it's indefinite. I mean, yeah. that that yeah. that indifference feeling. Yeah. That's a borderline to me. Borderline uh, sociopath. Mm. You know, if you have no no strong feeling, like either way, like even a little bit, like all right, that dude's okay. Yeah. But he's kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, there's that indifference. If somebody's indifference, I get kind of like, yeah, because 90% of the city hates my guts. <laughs> like 90% of it, or maybe 95, because I don't, like, this is the most I've opened up to people on a platform like this. Like, mm-hmm. I've been invited on podcasts, and I was like, eh, I've been on the radio, I've done different things. This is the first time I'm showing a certain side to me that people don't really know. Because usually it's the guy sitting in the corner like, I will fucking kill you. Like, given that look. Or I'm the guy running around that doesn't stop. It's one or the other. It's like, I'm bipolar. Mm. Um, and I'm wicked bad with names. Like, I can meet somebody a hundred times, and I'll be like, hey, uh. Or I'm just, and they're like, you don't remember my name? You met me ten times. I'm like, I don't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> and that's not just because I'm old. That's just how I've always been. Speaking of names, where does Blackie come from? Um, I, When I told you I was adopted. Mm. Um, first time my grandmother changed my diaper, Ooh. she said, oh shit, he's got a black, my, gra- oh, my grandfather got pissed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Dude, I was ready to ride that story <laughs> to the grave. Yeah. You were about to ride that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not hanging out with you next Valentine's day. Um, no. So there was a radio show and then a TV show way back in the day called Boston Blackie. Mm. Um, everybody listens to it. My grandfather was in the service. He was in the Navy. Mm. He was down below. He worked on the engines and all that shit and where he'd be working and stuff. They listened to it because he was from Boston. His last name was Black. They started calling him Boston Blackie. Mm. Then my father was born. And my father's like 12 and they caught him with a 12-pack or a six-pack of Budweiser or whatever. So they started calling him Bud. Blackie skipped the generation. Mm. So then when I was adopted, my friends started calling me Black. Then my father goes probably be like eight or nine is like a character of my grandfather it says blackie and he's golfing so i put it up in my room so all my buddies like blackie black and it's just mm. you know if somebody if i'm out and somebody calls me by my like brian like i've had been at a red sauce game brian brian and i'm like ah, nah, nah. And yeah, yeah. i have fucking no clue yeah, like yeah. it really throws me for a loop i have to be like yeah because this people don't i mean my, my mother doesn't even call me blackie mm. You want to talk about fucked up? I got to start putting you on my Instagram for that. For what? My mother and I. If I ever put on TikTok or any of that shit. Oh. Yo, I, how, see, one thing I am, I offend everybody. Mm. I have done things that I probably shouldn't have done, said things that I shouldn't say, but I'll be riding with my mother and I'll pull out Instagram or whatever. I'll be like the most, like when I say fucked up stuff, like I say fucked up stuff with her and then I'll send it to everybody. And she thinks it's the funniest thing. So you think that's where you got it from? That kind of personality? My, I mean, my grandmother used to send me freaking dirty emails when I was like, <laughs> dirty jokes when I was like, whatever. Uh-huh. But it's not just that. It's just, I don't do it. I don't do it in a, I don't like to be, I'm not like that in a way to hurt. It's just a way to fucking break the, break the, and be fucking, who cares? Be weird. Be fun. Yeah. Who cares, man? Like, legitimately, who gives a fuck? And where did that kind of sense, you know, you mentioned in the beginning that you're like, I never want to be married, I just want to have fun. Like, where did where did that start kind of being like, that's just the way I'm going to live my life? 
I don't know. It's just evolved over time. Now, don't get me wrong. I love kids. Mm-hmm. I spoil my godson, all my friends, kids, and family kids. They're like, I'm the, I'm the fun uncle or the drunkle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they, I really don't, I don't drink at people's houses, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it, it's just not for me. This is, and people, it's so, you got these people that work these nine to fives and they bust their ass and money, money, money. I need the big house. Why the, f- unless you're a multi-millionaire because you, you hit it right or a billionaire, why do you need a fucking house with 16 rooms? Wait, is it a flex? It's a fucking flex. You know what? Save your money. Go on a trip. Do even if even if you're struggling, put a couple bucks aside and fucking go and wait to New Hampshire. Do something like it, people like when you when you're 80 or 90 years old and you're retired. Do you need a fucking huge house? Do you need any of that? No, you need a fucking bathroom, a living room. <laughs> In a, in a bedroom. Yeah. That's all you need. And like, people just, they, they don't live in the moment enough. And mm-hmm. kids, like I understand, kids are, a lot of people work hard for their kids. Yeah. I just didn't, I just don't, I mean, I probably have a few out there. The Vegas <laughs> odds are four and a half kids out there. Uh, I would take the over. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. dead straight. Like, it yeah. just, I don't know, just, I don't, society says so many things to us that we should do. And I'm just like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, we shouldn't do, like, no, like. And I love women. Yeah. I could not stay with the same. And, and you know, that's valid. And the I, fact that you've come to terms with that, yeah. I think, is, is admirable. Because I'm a big loyalty guy. And there's no way the rest of my life that I could be loyal. Like, I'd be loyal friendship. Yeah. But I, like, I, I'm a guy. And mm. you know how many, and then people go and cheat and they do things. Or they're always thinking in the back of the head and they might not do it or stuff like that. So, you know what? We're animals. Back in the day, when you got when you had kids, like you did it because you had the, you didn't have life expectancy. You were dead at thirty, and you needed the kid to carry on the farm and do this. Our mm. world is such a big world now. Mm. You know who my soulmates are? It's my boys. It's my boys I grew up with. My boys in the industry. You know my buddies that play this and do that. And then I have female soulmates. My friend Tony Russo, one of the baddest bitches in Boston, the hottest females you'll see. Tony's even more amazing on the inside than she is on the outside. And people will know her from Instagram and mm-hmm. all that shit. Those are my soulmates. I, I have my soulmates. I have my best friends. Just that's, I came to terms with that a long time ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you've just grown older, like, did you, did you ever sense like a, like a fear that like being able to find physical companionship to kind of wear away or be a problem? No, like still to this day. Yeah. Or no, I do all right for myself. I just keep it under the radar now. No, I mean, I, yeah. I, I try and ask questions in a way to not put you fully on the spot. No, put me on the fucking uh, spot. I don't care. <laughs> Can I get laid? Yeah. I mean, but does it ever become, a, I mean, it, it's interesting because um, we had um, a female, Allie Rose, on the show recently, and she's, you know, very young, pretty girl. And we talked about kind of the, the differences, you know, as, as, a fee, as a woman when they get older and, you know, maybe the, the, the physical features start to kind of wane away and X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, that it becomes way more difficult for them to kind of start like chasing young or whatever the case may be. But for men, it's almost kind of the opposite where. Yeah, but you got to really throw, matter. I'm not going to throw money at some girl. Mm-hmm. I've, I, luckily, like I look older, but I've aged pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I'm getting back in shape and stuff like that after I was sick and shit. Um, I agree with that. But then again, I don't know if I want to be laying with somebody at 90 years old. In a bed, both bag of bones, like miserable. I'm, a, I'd be a, honestly, I'd probably be afraid to see that person die. 
That's legit. Yeah. That's legitimate. People are like, oh, you're not going to have kids. I got, I got my godson. That kid's going to watch my back till the day I die. Mm-hmm. Word. No, yeah, it makes total sense. Um, I noticed that, and uh, this is something we talked about when we were hanging out um, at the bar, that carry the Mio around, you know, it's, you're, you're taking health, sugar levels. No, maybe. I'm not taking, I'm not taking Mio. It's just cause I'm getting tired of, uh, you know, you want to talk about on brand, Mio in my pocket, <laughs> monster energy. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you know about this one, strawberry orbits in my pocket. I always have this in my pocket when I'm out, always have that in my pocket. Is that just the best flavor? Like what, that's cause the thing is, is that when you're drinking mm. and you're chewing that now, say you have a spearmint gum, yeah. peppermint gum. Take a sip of that beer or drink, you're like, oh, oh yeah, it's like yeah. you just brushed your teeth. Yeah, yeah. That's fruity, mm. but it's got a kind of a sugar free, and it's kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm a weirdo you. always. No, that's it's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a tip for sure. But I started drinking the mijo just because I get in the lemon, so I drink Tito's and water, tap water, not soda water, with two lemons. Bro, that's. Mm. But we were talking about this now. Yes, listen, yes, yes. I yes. used to drink three Miller Lights and a shot of Jameson. Right. I forget when it was two thousand. 16, 17, mm-hmm. I was down in Dallas for a Pats game. And my buddy said, you should try this. And I did, I did like, you should just drink my vodka. When I'd go to clubs with my buddy Emilio, he'd always get bottles. And I would drink vodka tonic with a lemon. Yeah. Well, I love Tito's even before when I was drinking Miller Lite all the time. Because Tito's is a grassroot brand. That to this day, when we talk about these charities, they don't want a nickel. And they still donate more money to charities, they donate more product to charity than any liquor company you can think of. And it's the number one brand. It is. And I love that. I love that. And that's why I'll always support them. And it's American-made, and it's, it is what it is. It's gluten-free, I think. I, I give me all the fucking... You don't want to eat gluten? <laughs> give me the fucking gluten. I, like, I, I, don't know, I think that might be a fucking a myth. No, no, I have some friends with some serious gluten problems. Shout out to them. But that's how I know that. So does my friend, and I still don't believe her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but so, well, so it's just a, I mean, it's just the taste. Yeah, it's yeah. just the taste. You're drinking water gets all the time, but I am trying to get healthy. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know if we touched on what happened to me. I didn't know how far you wanted to get into uh, it. I don't get, I actually like talking about it because it was a journey that I'm still on, mm-hmm. but it also can raise awareness because nobody yeah. has any idea what fucking. Please, please take the floor. Ah. Uh, not that I haven't been trying to fucking take it from you the whole time. Um, <laughs> winter uh, 2019, mm-hmm. mid-January. I went away with a group um, to Foxwoods for an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Might have been at the table hanging out and being the Pied Piper in the middle that I am. Somebody thought, whatever. Ended up having a fun night and it wasn't an STD. Um, I got mono. But I didn't know that I had mono. Uh, going into the AFC Championship game, felt off that day. And I went out to watch the game with my buddy Emilio and a few friends. And we were at Hub Pub on Profit Street. I had like two drinks. I very rarely only have two drinks. Mm-hmm. And I felt off. And Pat's won. Alex Williams and everybody blowing us up. Scorpion bar, Scorpion bar. Mm. Emilio, my buddy, yeah, we're going. I go, I'm going home. Which is rare for you. Never go home. Mm-hmm. I'm like the last, I'm the first person out, yeah. last person home. Yeah. So Emilio's like, you, you going home? He's like, fucking Pats are going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, ah. And when you say off, like head, stomach. I have never really had a cold. 
Mm. Like I've maybe a cold here and there, but I've never been really sick. Yeah, same with um, me. Yeah. yeah, luckily, knock on wood. Yeah, seriously. But this, this gets fucking <laughs> this gets bad. Uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, eh. so I just felt off, like kind of achy, mm. lightheaded, and I just didn't feel like myself. Yeah, I didn't have the energy. I was moping, and that's that's not me. Yeah. So I go into that, you know, off week for the Super Bowl. I didn't go out. Didn't I went out that you know no, I didn't go out that weekend. Then going into the Super Bowl, I got invited to the Super Bowl. Couldn't go. I said something really off. So I said to myself, I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl. And I thought I might go to Boston to watch it. And I go and I'm gonna go to the hospital finally, you know, the doctor on Monday. So Patriots win. I'm legit on my couch. My phone's not even near me, which is unlike me. I wake up in the morning, my hands and feet are tingling. So I go over and to. Did you drink Super Bowl Sunday? No, I didn't even go out. I hadn't had a drink in like two or three weeks because okay. I was just felt off. Okay. okay. Um, my my urine was discolored. It was just mm. weird. I was like, you know, urine. And it took you that long to go to the doctor? Because I, I, every it will go away. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. WebMDing and I'm like, <gasps> yeah. you know, you, I'm self diagnosing. I'm just that type of person. Like, legitimately, my leg could be falling off. And I'd be like, ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I go and I'm there for fucking 12 hours at Leahy in Burlington and they're like, yeah, you got a virus, it'll go away. You know, you this is off and blah, 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 and that's why you, this is that. You're okay. Like I said, I've never been sick. I'm a pretty healthy guy. So I'm like, what the fuck? Every day, that Tuesday, my hands and feet tingling more. Wednesday, hands and feet tingling more. I get a low-grade fever. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to the hospital on Friday if this doesn't pass. Thursday night, that Thursday night was the worst. I was miserable. I woke up after two hours of sleep, stepped out of bed, and fell. Could barely feel my legs in my hands. Pull myself up, go call my father. I'm like, are you in Boston at work yet? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, come by, uh, come pick me up at my place. Like, I need to go to the hospital, go to Mass General. I'm not getting an ambulance. So he came and picked me up. I staggered into Mass General. This is a long story. Long story short, I was there for a week and I went completely paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, shit. They had no fucking clue what was wrong with me. Testing me for that, like the spinal tap and this and that and sticking a feeding tube and a fucking catheter. And I was like, whoa. And I was fucking miserable. They go, well, you have something that's attacking your liver. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, all the drinking, but I'm like, I don't drink that much. And then in my mind, hepatitis, I'm like, but I'm not a drug user and I'm not sleeping. Well, like, what the fuck? Like, million things going fi- uh, through. So finally, after like almost two weeks, they're like, oh, you have this thing called Gillian Barr or Gillian Barre. Basically, um, it's a it's an autoimmune disease. While your body's fighting one thing off, it could be the flu, a cold, anything. My body was fighting off mono. Right. This thing sneaks in and kicks your ass from behind and it eats your uh, autoimmune system and your central nervous system away. So basically, it was like MS in like two weeks. Was there a way that you could have prevented it if you... Yeah, like, I shouldn't have slept with that girl. So I shouldn't have got mono. <laughs> no, honest to well, 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 I mean, But I mean, like, because... How do I explain? Like, You've uh, had it in and out of your body. We've all had it been around us. It just, just wasn't fighting something else. You ever see the movie with... Um, it's a cartoon with uh, Chris Rock, Osmosis. Osmosis Jones. That's You remember how they tried to fight that thing off? Yeah. I couldn't fight that thing off. It was something like that. So my body thought it was a cold... And my body didn't know, or my body was fighting off one thing, and then that thing snuck around and just kicked my ass. And there's no treat, real, there's no real cure. 
they gave me these IVG treatment that kind of helped, I guess. But I went from 217 down to about 145. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. Like, like so you, you weren't eating. Like, feeding tube. Uh, and the wow. weird fucking things. My, my, so I could kind of move my neck, but my eyelids, I couldn't close my eyes. So I don't sleep as is. And I oh, went shit. like, I went Ugh. like, oh, Ugh. I went like psychotic. Oh my God. And I'm God. a pretty tough mentally, I'm pretty tough mentally and physically. And I'm just stuck in my own mind. Yeah. My mind's not a fun place mm. to be, especially not being able to blow off steam. Mm. And I went to a bad place and I was saying shit that I should probably go away to jail for to the nurses and the doctors. Wow. Oh, I was a fucking angry, angry, angry human being. Wow. Um, and if my family and my close friends weren't who they are and show me how strong they are, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. My fan, like I'm the one that protects everybody. I'm the one that looks out for everybody. In my like, one of my best friends, Emilio, he flies home. He flies back from LA and moves back to Boston to be closer to keep an eye on stuff and how it. My support system showed me who they who they are, and that made me finally, you know what? Once I got moved to rehab and I had to learn to walk again, and it was just a fucking crazy. You know, it was a six month roller coaster for that. And then I had PT out of, out of the hospital. And to this day, I still can't feel from my ankles to my toes. And my hands sometimes get tingly. But, dude, yeah, I had to learn to walk again, uh, kind of talk again, swallow again. Uh, you know, had to, you know, rehab on my hands and stuff. Bar stool saved my ass because I would have an iPad. And part of my treatment was reading and swiping and stuff like that. And it was just like, it was either that or Tinder. And I don't know if any of the girls wanted to see me. I was in, I was in rough shape, <laughs> so I went with Barstool. But uh, it, it just, it, it was scary. Yeah. I mean, no, it, it sounds insane. I can't imagine, but I, I appreciate you sharing, um, and I appreciate you being here. Um, so, you um, know. Th- thanks for, you know, that is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Right. But if I could get rid of Corona for the past year and go back and have it done to me again. Wow. I would, t- for the, I would take one for the team. I would absolutely, <laughs> I want to show you one thing. I don't know if I showed you, and obviously you might want to cut this out because showing people on a podcast might not be the best thing. Uh-huh. That was me January 10th. Okay. So you look good? Yeah? Nice and swollen, great? You, could, you couldn't have kept up with me in the gym there. <laughs> this was me March 5th, 6th. That's an ICU at Mass General. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you had that, try, I mean, you're trying to sleep because your eyelids. Well, here's can't. the thing is I couldn't move my arms, so then i go bananas because when I wake up, it was like I was blind because I couldn't take it off. I couldn't move my hands to take it off. So it was- Oh, my dude, God. That's fucking, fucked. Oh, yeah, it was bad. And then, um, you know, my first steps. Just going to grab this from you. Yeah. Wow, man. If you see any of the weird videos on there, just <laughs> go past them. Oh, yeah, you look- Yeah, you just look washed up, like- yeah, you want to see washed out? <laughs> Let me show you one more. It's funny. Jesus. But uh, yeah, I actually have been doing a lot with uh, the GBS foundations and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and what's been killing me. Yeah, dude, look at me. Compared to what I look like now. Yeah. And people wonder why I go out and drink and have fun. Because shit like that, man. Yeah. yeah and yeah. those nurses and those doctors, they saved my life too. Yeah. You know, I've, I and it kills me because I can't go back and like... Uh, 
you know, we talk about charities. Yeah. Now, if there's a charity event, I'll blow it up on social media. Yeah. And I'll whatever. I do a lot of stuff that I don't put out there. Right. I'll talk about this, that I, I, I love going back to the rehab and to the hospital to work with not only people with what happened to me, but in dark places. And people don't get that. If you've never been in there in a dark place, you might not get it. But if you have some time, even if it's once a month, go volunteer and just sit there and talk to somebody. There's a million elderly people that don't have anybody. Mm. People need to talk to people. They need to see people. Don't be afraid to help. You know, what's two hours out of your week? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're all blessed. You know, we, most of us have our health. You know, we're, you know, it is what it, there's so many people that have it so much worse than us. Don't be afraid. And you don't have to post it on social media. You don't have to make a big deal about it. Just go do it and get it done. Mm-hmm. And and keep that keep that in there and make that you know your reason to do it again because that feels good. Mm. It feels good. So, yeah, I hate to put you on the spot, but are there any places specifically or resources or anything that we can let people know to maybe check into if they want to do get involved? With you that know, one? what's great is just go if you go to uh, Spalding in Cambridge. Mm. If you just go to their website and when they can have volunteers in there, but any any hospital, go to Children's Hospital, volunteer. Go to any. There's they're always looking for volunteers. All these places, you know, this this lady used to come in with a friggin' dog. And put it up on me. And the dog used to like, the dog had sensed something was wrong with me. It would cuddle up next to me. Right. And that, that was helped. great. Yeah, yeah. I had somebody that would come in and read to me. Uh, you know, there's little things that you can do, even if it's only a couple hours a week or an hour a week. Just, you know, try to go put something back in the world because mm-hmm. you're going to get that back in tenfold. You're going to get that feeling. You're going to get that, that back. And there's going to be a day that you're going to need that. And... I'm not a religious person. I'm a fucking Jedi Knight. Like we're talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in the force, but I also believe it's part of karma, man. Like right, 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 right. that shit comes back to you. Yeah. You know, like you said, you might, I said, you might not see it. I might not see it, but that's happens. Mm. Yeah. No. And, and I think that's a uh, very well said. And I think something that to your point, isn't talked enough, uh, talked about enough. And, you know, we sit here and complain about tons of shit, but at the end of the day, we are healthy people that, you know, are blessed to be here, to be able to continue to be healthy. You're back to, you know, majority of your health from what it seems. Stuck at 85%. Um, for the rest of your life? Probably. Wow. But my 85% is probably better than a lot of people's 100%. Sure, I believe that. Yeah. And, I mean, walking around kind of knowing that day by day, like, does that ever bother you? Like, I know you're mentally strong and everything, but like being like, damn, I'm no, not what I used to be here. No, because my... Like I said, my 85%, I can go out and play basketball with anybody, mm-hmm. non-pro, non-pro or non-D1, and I can still go. I could in the summer, but I can now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go. I'm not a big golfer, but I go with my buddies. I can golf 18. I can just, I can swim. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I can't physically. Mm-hmm. I never say, nope, can't do that. Now, I wake up in the middle of the night to take a piss, and sometimes I'm a little, whoa. Mm. But... I have no problem dealing with that uh, considering where I was and people have it way worse. Sure. People have it way worse. Being paralyzed. I mean, is there any way that you can describe it? This is more of a question for me. I'm, I just obviously have no idea what it's like. It's tough, especially if you're a f- person that needs physical stimulation, which I le- I need to be moving. Uh, once I get going, um, but like I said, my my brain is all we all over the map. Yeah, and it was just I can't. I have a tough time concentrating, uh, which made everything worse. I it just just sit there and be like this, and you can't. I mean, you can't. You have. I can't. I, there's nothing we could do to describe it unless I like, you know, restrained you in a bed, like tied you down, or. But that's what it felt like. You were restrained to a bed. That's all what it I felt could like. do was go like this. 
And yeah. I could kind of like this. So it was like 95% of my body was paralyzed. Wow. But you're not, you know how humbling that is? Have somebody come in and wipe your ass every day? Mm. Have to take you into a shower mm. with a catheter stuck in you? I get, I'm such a fucking scumbag. I get, I don't remember this. One of the first times they actually didn't have to give me a sponge bath and they could roll me into the shower. I turned to the nurse and I was like, hey, do you give hand jobs? <gasps> Supposedly my brother-in-law said I said that, which I 100% probably did. Oh my yeah. God, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, was that you just trying to make light of stuff? Or no, was that that's, you, like, that's like, me. Where was that that's coming from me. though? That's just me. But I feel like you're like, you know, you're, you've been on this episode today talking so much about you know giving to the bar back and like you don't seem like a no i am like the most fucked up guy no, like, i am so. the most fu- I, like i said i say the most fucked up like but i just feel once, like once we get, i don't know i'm surprised from our conversation i'm surprised you said i could that. never i'm disappointed you know how many oh no 100 percent. you know how many <laughs> i've been i've been disrespectful to females i know that um mm. and but i do the same thing to my i say the same fucking things to my guy friends. Uh, yeah. I've never crossed a line. I would never do that. Mm. I'm the first person. But I treat everybody the exact same. Mm. Like, I'll make fun of Toomey for something, but I'll make yeah. fun of... Now I'm going to make fun of Caitlin for being <laughs> half-cocked, being like, oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I just... I, I mean, I it's not being disrespectful. It's just who I am. But I won't even tell you about, you know, the first time that I was afraid that shit wasn't going to work ever again. Mm. When I woke up that first morning when the catheter was out and... That thing was working. I was like, all right, we're we're, we're halfway there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting the important stuff but out of the think way. Think about that. No, think about. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah. I didn't even think about that part. I was yeah. just thinking about the legs and hands. But like, I mean, yeah. that. I mean, because you know, people can joke and be like, "Oh, like you're just thinking in one way." But like, I think what that does to you mentally, like, I don't care probably, if you're straight, gay, anything yeah, like that. Yeah, you're a man. You're a person. Right. You're females. Female. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, unless you're ace, everybody's. We're, we're, we're sexual Like yeah. people And that's bad People are afraid to talk about that Yeah People are afraid to I don't give a fuck If you're gay Straight Bi Trans Fucking people Just You know None of my business What you are But if you want to talk about it I'm not going to be like No don't talk about it Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'm not I'm not going to Shame and not go to your event Or I'm not going to do this We're all fucking people man mm-hmm. I don't care And I don't care if you're black Or Hispanic What are you Yeah Hispanic yeah. Hispanic I don't give yeah. a fuck At the end of the day I might need a blood transfusion I might get, who gives a fuck? Absolutely. People get, it, it's just, it blows my mind that you can hate somebody because they're different from you. Mm-hmm. Besides Yankees fans, they go fucking <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but the world, man, the world, the world's a, the world's a sad place in it. Yeah. But it's always these small groups of people that ruin it for everybody else. It's like small groups. Don't judge people by a small number. Mm. You judge the person by who they are. And the greater good. That's, I mean, how I look at it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I think, I think I think that way. I mean, obviously I can be a shit at something and be like, oh, I just don't like that person for whatever reason. Um, and it's easy to say that, oh, I accept everybody and everything like that. You know, obviously I'm not perfect as well. But it's fucked up because I said something about tracks and both of you said that's white people. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, would never was- turn around and say that's black people. It, because no, because it's fucked. I talked to my black friends about that. I'm like, listen. It's, it is different. It, no, it, but you know what? It's not because I don't give a fuck if you say it. But <laughs> it is different. I, this, but it's why is it different? I mean, it's different experiences. Yeah, and but what I, I can say that about I can say that about my black friends. There's many things that they've experienced that I or like. Most of my black friends don't like dogs. Mm-hmm. Most of my black friends don't like country. Right. I can say a million different things that play all black people. 
Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, but I would never say it because that's people's thing. I, I don't know if I'm totally following you. So wait, so what was it? Was, did we say the joke on air? Do they do they know what we're talking about, or is that off? Air? Oh, was that off air? I don't know. What, oh what, shit! What, it was off air. What was the joke? Oh. What was the joke? It wasn't a. I, no, 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 oh, no. Yeah. But it was before. No, no. We were talking about bucket list, and I said I want to. And both of you go. That's the first time he, he's on his phone over here. He looks up. He goes, "White people." Wait, wait. What was it? You were trying talking to about swimming with a shark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that wasn't yeah, it. That wasn't yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. I just want to. I, I just. I'm not. I can't think of some off the top of my head. But yeah. I see things like you know social media, and I and I actually called my. I have a really good friend. Mark, uh, he actually has a podcast, mm. um, very deep rooted in the black community, black businesses. Mm. Um, he's a comic book nerd, love him like a brother. Uh, and he said it a couple times and I called him one time. I said, not that it bothers me, mm. but you got to think if you're writing that, even if you're joking around, yeah. you can't turn around and get mad. And now I'm not saying dropping, I'm not saying racial slurs and ethnic slurs and this and that, like the small minorities that suck. But if somebody's going to throw something, not back, but somebody's going to say, oh, like a stereotype. Like that's a stereotype, like yeah, a white yeah. person. I, it doesn't bother me, but it's going to, it's going to turn on people one day. I, I understand what you're saying in terms of, you know, you know, right. It's the golden rule. Don't do yeah. to people what you don't want. Yeah. Right. Right. So I understand that. Like if I saw you eating a taco, I'd be like, oh, Hispanics. Yeah. But, but you know, Hispanic, me, but me, but, but us. Because, you know, I've had this great, con genuine conversation with you. This yeah. is the second one. Literally, the last, the only two times I've really sat down and talked to you have been great. You know, I'd be like, oh, and I know your personality. I'd be like, oh, that's funny. If you were some other, some random white guy and said that to me, I'd probably try and fight you. You exactly. see Exactly. But I think that's based on kind of, we can call it history, we can call it society. What I was going to ask you is, you know, you saying, oh, when he made these jokes, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't bother me. Would it ever bother you? No, you but that's what I'm saying because that's no. that's a bigger but it can bother, social it can thing bother though. Bother other people is what I'm saying. So we always, everybody has to be socially aware. Mm -hmm. But that's why I say I don't give a fuck. I'll make, I'll make I make fun of everybody. Yeah, I make fun of everybody. Mm -hmm. It's like a like uh, comedies comedians nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they can't say shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fucking funny. Yeah, I'm a big like Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr type style comedy. Like th th those are like my guys. Chappelle. Yeah, I I is, think he's a genius. I think he's the he, Say it. He's the greatest of yes, all time. Yes, he is. He's the greatest of all um, time. And, he fucking gets it. And, and the guy lives in yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. How, how do you not love him? Or yeah. At, or wherever he lives. Ohio. Somewhere or in Columbus. Ohio. Yeah. Somewhere in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. He's he's an amazing talent. I think for comedians specifically, you know, you know, it's it's satirical. It's you know, you're supposed to poke fun at that is their job. So yeah. trying yeah. to put them in a box is, you know, I think it's tough. Yeah. But I think you to your to your point, you know, being like, you know, socially aware and everything like that. Like there's certain things that, you know, I, I don't think I would have made that all oh, that white people joke if I didn't know you could take exactly. it. Exactly. Right? You know yeah. I mean? But there um, might be somebody on the podcast that motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I love swimming with sharks. Yeah. <laughs> but no, absolutely. Um, and I think you've been a great resource in multiple ways today in terms of um, the way to kind of like look at life, the way to reflect and kind of just be like, hey, and, and this is actually just how I feel. This is actually coming straight from me is like I'm thinking of kind of what I have and, you know, Maybe one weekend I end up not being able to feel my hands and feet. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I'm starting to look at, you know, remembering that other people in different parts of the industry or any place that I'm going to that I need to kind of think of them, maybe pay something forward. And while right? you're saying this, I'm here thinking about your dad because we talked Appreciate about that. It. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. about your pops and, yeah, and yeah. my brain's already thinking about that. Like, 
maybe there's a way that he can do something mm. to help the next generation. Yeah. But it could be something that he's benef- financially beneficial, you know, gets money from it, but he can also, you know, I've been sitting here thinking about you, you like that stuff with your dad the whole time. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. That's, yeah. that's really nice. Um, but I think, you know, this has been a great episode. I think you've, you've had a lot of insight just in terms of what you do or just the way you think about things. And I think a lot of people are going to benefit from it. So I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything that you want to bring up? Anything you want to shout out, whether it be, Charities, whatever, anything you're working on, just uh, just keep an eye open for if I can calm these two idiots into not <laughs> getting a pay again, or maybe if you want to come drop a guest set, Amen. If you want to come by? I want Marathon Monday, greatest fucking holiday of the year. Mm-hmm. Not happening this year. You yeah. know what? Marty Walsh is leaving. Fuck you. Let's do something. You know, I have an idea that I want to do a get. So the Greg Hill Foundation, which I, you know, they do the thing, local thing. Um, they always have a great party, but I. You know, I told the big boss, I'm like, let's find a fucking bar, socially distanced, do it right. We can have live music now. Let's find a place down near Fenway or a place down near, down in that area and let's fucking do it. Yeah. You know, let's get a cover charge. And the best part, Marathon Monday's industry people. Yeah. They're going to spend money. They're going to donate. So that's the next thing to keep an eye open for. Perfect. Uh, I want to get more people involved. Yeah. Um, and because the thing is, more people get involved, it's easier to do. And then nobody worries about getting paid. Just for the chat, it's just a charity. Like yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. If I get ten promoters involved to say, "Hey, send some people down," just throw it on your social media and come by for a drink. Yeah, that's not asking much for people. Yeah, you know, it's just it just gotta. We, everybody's gotta stick together. It's tough. Um, and let's all talk about growing. I think you were there when I was talking to Deck yeah. at Rock and Rye, which yeah. if you haven't been yet, check it out. Awesome place. We were uh, talking about growing. You know, the thing I keep telling you: stop drinking Thursday, Friday, Saturday at your gig. Have a couple drinks. Start partying and let's get stuff going. Sunday, Monday, two. There's a lot of people out there that are in the industry that will party. Just got to find the right venues. Sure, sure, absolutely. Stop thinking nightclubs too, bars. <laughs> yeah, you are crazy in the bar scene, on the nightclub scene. That is something I've noticed about you. Um, you talking about keeping an eye out. Where can they? Where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Uh, Boston's Blackie on basically anything. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of yeah, Twitter. Uh, Instagram, obviously, Facebook. I'm in there. Um, I got to learn how to fucking do TikTok. Do, do the do the do the talk and the tick. Yeah. Well, I bought into that company. I think I told you about the TV company. TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV, yeah, yeah. TV yeah, install pros basically started drunk buddies hang, hanging TVs. Now, I'm a, I'm an official dealer of Samsung, Sony, Sonos, and stuff. And not only do we do entertainment stuff, but we do total. Um, Smart home immersions, mm. like we mm. do everything soup to nuts, like home theaters, your thermostat, anything you can think of mm. that tie it back to a smartphone, a computer, but we sell all the hardware. Now, my thing I'm going to do is when these bars are going to reopen and they're going to- Check them out. I'm, it, owners of bars, managers of bars, if you're seeing this, listen to this. Stop being cheap when it comes to your audio and visual needs because at the end of the day, that's just as important- as the pretty girl and the stud bartender behind the bar. Because if those lights and music, everybody's going to look like a 9 or a 10 until the lights come on. But people people, <laughs> people want the shitty shit, and they wonder why their shit breaks at midnight Yeah, when a DJ's in mid-set. It's because they do. spend the money on it. Because you spend on the money, money on it now, you're not going to have to worry about it for years. Absolutely. So I want to try to push that to people, and especially bars. But I want to make it affordable. I'm not going to... You know, I like I said, as long as I make a couple bucks, that's all I care about. Sure. On my end. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So please everybody follow 
Blackie at Boston Blackie on pretty much everything. TV install pros on Instagram. TV install pros. TV install pros. Install pros. Perfect. Check them out as well. Support them. Um, follow Blackie whatever he's doing. Marathon Monday. Keep an eye out. Um, as always, follow at Dope Entertainment Official on Instagram and on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. We uh, did film this, and you can see uh, Blackie's beautiful face on on YouTube as well. Follow me, your host, at Give Me Snacks. Follow the uh, podcast page at But I Know the DJ. An amazing episode. Thank you again so much for coming. Hey, great read. <laughs> thank you. Thank I you saw you much. thinking. You're like, uh, <laughs> that was a great read. Hey, thank you for having me. It was fun. Absolutely, man. Great times, and we'll see you next time.